Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Debaters Podcast. I am Michael Petro. Hello, listener. This week on the show, we're mass debating about our favorite moms. I know that is a weird sentence to say, but that's why we that's why we coined the phrase. Uh, what do I mean by that? We have got a Mother's Day debate. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend is the celebratory day of all the best moms on the planet. Yours, mine, everybody's in between. Uh, so we decided, don't forget the moms on screen. So we're doing a whole debate about it. we got 16 moms. We're doing a round-robin single elimination tournament. That is myself, Martin, and Jimmy. And I would just like to say a big thank you to the audience picks, the people in our universe. Uh, we put four moms out there for the crowd to uh, vote on. And we got callbacks from Chrissy Latimer, Mark's love, Zoe Whitman, Jimmy's love, Claudia Orlana, Charles's love. I know there's a theme here. And then Denise Darling, no one on the show. Well, we all love, I love Denise. Denise, you fucking rock, but uh, you, you have a husband, so uh, needless to say, no need to say it. Uh, so, yeah, we've got four audience picks that we argue on behalf. Some of us knew some of these moms. Some of us didn't. We handed out the moms accordingly. It's weird to say mom in so many different variables. Uh, so that's what's on the show. We're going to debate what, from 16 down to one. As soon as one gets knocked out, two of us are arguing. One of us is judging. It's a lot of fun. And then we talk about moments in our life where our moms should like our, our moms did a thing that should maybe be on screen or or could relate to something that you've seen in a film or a, a show. So anyways, that's who's on the show. That's what's on the show. Uh, I got no real big events. We, we've got no real big events coming uh, again. Thank you to everybody who came out to trivia a couple weeks ago. Super fucking solid of you. Cal, you're awesome. Little brown jug. You're awesome. You make delicious drinks. Uh, and and thank you for hosting us. So again, uh, stay tuned for stuff like that. We've got more trivia coming. We've got some movies in the park this summer. We're going to try to get back to. We're working on that right now. Uh, just basically, we're trying to be out and about more this summer, right? Because in Manitoba, we get like three good months of summertime. So we want to take this show out of my smelly studio and out into the world to meet you guys. So the only way you can find out about that, though, is uh, first thing, subscribe to the show. Each week we'll tell you about what we're doing. So your podcast player, the one you're listening to right now, uh, like, follow, smash, whatever button it is that guarantees the debaters, will, the real debaters, will be in your uh, podcast player each week. And then uh, Real Debaters on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube is at uh, RD Podcast Shorts if you just want to catch some of the funnier moments of the show and you like the shorter, the shorter content form. Content, content, content. Uh, or uh, Twitter and Instagram at Real Debaters Pod. R E E L is the spelling for all this stuff, by the way. Uh, that's where the show's always being advertised, all the clips as well, there too. And then uh, the Real Debaters Podcast on Facebook for events and, and things we like to be a part of there. There's a little bit of everything for everybody. Uh, subscribe to it all, and you're in the debater verse, as we've coined it. Uh, the link in the bio to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook takes you to everybody else's stuff. So if you like Jimmy's comedy, if you are into comics and you know, want to talk to Mark about, you know, where to start comic book collecting if you're into dodgeball and want to watch uh emily she's she plays national dodgeball she's kick-ass ian and diamond from the show uh our unofficial official mascot everybody shits there at the link in the bio and all of those uh, major social media sites so uh that's that's that uh we give you we give you some of our favorite moms uh jimmy said don't direct the hate mail towards him this week which obviously means send it to me post haste carry your pigeon that shit over and i'll make sure he reads it we'll pin him down and read it to him uh i've i've got nothing else so i'll cue that real and you enjoy the show let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel here is a motion picture film a thousand feet sixteen thousand separate photographs welcome everybody Show you on 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Debaters Podcast. I am Michael Petro. Hello, listener. Joining me in studio is... Uh, the Pope's Antichrist. <laughs> and out in Vancouver. Uh... Big sumo wrestler. Oh <laughs> shit! I hope I is that is that in reference to what you watch? I'm talking this about week? it. I'm talking about it today on the show. Oh, That's my, what did you watch? I just started watching it today. And I was like, mm, this is. I'm talking about it. I have oh, no idea what you're talking about. I know <laughs> the, the, this will all make sense very soon to you, Jimmy and listener. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Debaters Podcast. Uh, I'm taking your your intros from the Pope's Exorcist. Yes. How was the Pope's Exorcist? It was better than I thought it would be. Sweet. And we're going to talk about that this week, yes. I imagine. Awesome. All right, let's get you into really it. You really held on to those last three words. <laughs> <laughs> Pause for... I thought it would be terrible garbage. <laughs> it's, you sound like Al Gore from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's time for a celebration. Let's celebrate. He puts on the record. The infliction or the inflection... In the middle of the sentence, not at the end. Not like walking at the end where it goes like up, right? Somebody does a bit where uh, the weird kid always swallows in the middle of his sentence. <laughs> like, hey, do you guys want to go to the <clears throat> Dairy Queen? <laughs> <laughs> How was your weekend? Awful. <laughs> now that you swallowed into my ear, it's awful. What oh, was shit. in your mouth when you started the sentence but couldn't get it to the end? Yeah, and why didn't you swallow before you started talking? Disgusting. So many weird things. All right. Hello, listener. Uh, you're in for a treat. We got a debate for you today. And it's themed because now we're, we're sitting down and we're planning these things and we're like, what happens in May? Yeah. What's the big deal in May? Mother's Day is a big deal in May. And uh, Jimmy was like, we should do Mother's Day debate. So this is the best on screen mom debate. TV. Doing our bracket. We've got the best dog already down. We got best mom. We got best dad. We're going to form a nuclear family. We are. Yeah. We actually, no, we haven't done, we're doing dad next month. But we have, we have funniest comedy scene. We have best dog and best, uh, what was the other one? Brackets are popular. Brackets are very popular. They're easy. (laughs) Low production over here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So that's what we're going to do. We got 16 of them. And the cool thing is we got four crowd picks today. Uh, so we're going to argue on their behalf. Uh, we're going to. You can't do... just get mad at us. Yeah, you can get. <laughs> we will name these people. They will. They will be outed. Uh, first name only. But you, you, you probably know them. Uh, and uh, before we we get into it, there are certain people in this room who have up and coming things that you really should know about in Winnipeg and Vancouver. So Martin, you go first. Uh, we're back on May twenty first at Clue Club. Uh, we have the very funny Dion Arnold headlining. He's toured across the country. He's done Winnipeg Comedy Festival. He's also gone all the way down south. And done the Melbourne Comedy Festival as well. So we're really excited to have him on the show. It's going to be a good time. Um, we also have someone doing their first five minutes. A very funny industry person, oh, uh, hospitality industry personality, doing their first five minutes. Um, Big Ed works at uh, Brandy's Vancouver. Good buddy of mine. So come out. What's up, Big come Ed? Out. It's going to be fun. First five minutes. That's going to feel like an hour. <laughs> Get your tickets early. We had someone on last out. month who did their first five minutes, and he was the Red Bull rep of um, Canada or Vancouver, and he did really well for his first five minutes at like hell yeah. So are you doing like a, a bomb? Hosp- are you doing like a hospitality thing on purpose? Where you're finding? I'm doing. Uh, yeah, we're we're kind of doing because I, I you know we have a big long history with the hospitality industry, Michael. So I'm, I have yeah. a lot of friends here in the hospitality industry. So I'm just having like a hospitality guest every month doing their first five minutes, and I'm trying to. That's kind a of nice idea. Put the two industries together. Idea. That's yeah. a really good idea. 
Um, cool. So yeah, May twenty first. You can follow Martin by following us. If you go to the Real Debaters Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook page for all of us here, uh, there's a link in the bio that has Jimmy's comedy, Martin's comedy. So if you're in Vancouver and you want to know what's going on, you can just follow him directly and say "fuck off" to the Real Debaters if you really feel like it. Don't, but you could. Yep. And then same thing for Jimmy. And Jimmy, what are you doing? We're doing laughs and gaffs again, June 10th, and it's Milan's birthday show. So if you're a friend Ooh. of Milan or you just like Milan as a person, you're going to want to see this one. And always get your tickets early. It's rush seating, so get there early, have some drinks, you know. Yeah, drinks, food. Buy him some shots. That's get him right. Drunk. Can we get Milan drunk? Can Let's we, get Milan we, hammered. Can we make it a drink His parents show? live in Selkirk. He's got a way home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He can he can get picked up by his mom. That's right. It's the Red River Walk. Well, shame. they'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be at the show. Oh, he's, the ride's already there. Exactly. Seriously, it's going to be a good show. We got some great comics. It's going to be great. Milan, you should charge for rides home and treat your parents like an Uber that night. That's right. For two people to get back to to Selkirk with you. <laughs> that's a that's an idea. But yeah, so there you go. Last of gas. So you can uh, you can follow all that stuff through our social media. Uh, again, the link in our bio: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The Real Debaters Podcast on Facebook. The real it's Real Debaters Pod. On Twitter and Instagram and all Just the swallowed in the middle of your I sentence. I did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, where that comes from. <laughs> it was just so natural to you. No kidding. I'm that guy. Oh, my God. If you can't find the idiot at the poker table, you're the idiot. Oh, I'm the Swallower. That's not the name I want. <laughs> Mike the Swallower Petro is his new <laughs> nickname I, I, for If the I show. come out to the ring if I was a wrestler. The Swallower. The Swallower. What does he even do? Does he wrap himself like an anaconda and you know, eat me? Not everyone's got a great gimmick, but you'll make it work. Yeah, I'll yeah. swallow. He swallows really well. In the middle well. of my sentence. <laughs> Anyways, Real Debaters Pod on Twitter and Instagram uh, and follow all the shit. That's where Mark Stringbean Comics is. Ian and, Ian and Diamond, if you want to follow them on TikTok. All that stuff is there for you to see. We stay are so thankful know. to be associated with Ian and Diamond because it just makes us a little bit more popular. It is, <laughs> it is, it is not and the reason do that. he's on you the show. you got to associate yourselves with animals. But uh, Diamond does Diamond bring... Diamond is quite popular and has her own show coming. So. She does, Yeah, so if you like a one-eyed, gorgeous Labrador dog who's Just know sweetest. she's associated with Real Debater. Yes, remember <laughs> when you watch the show to subscribe. Don't forget. I want Ian to put like a subscribe to the Real Debaters like read. Thing we'll, in get the bottom. <laughs> we'll get one em. of the episodes. One of these days, <laughs> we got to be on that show. Yep. Like seriously, we need Ian. I know you don't listen. None of us listen to our own show, but like, I do. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, hey, I when do. I when you cut the show, you don't listen to it anymore. Yeah, after true. you right? listen to it dozens of times. I listen to it on the plane. Yeah, right? I would hope that... the I download and listen on the plane. I, I know Mark doesn't like the sound of his own voice, I think, so he doesn't. And Rob's just too fucking busy, right? Like, I gotta sell Samsungs. How, how the fuck am I gonna listen to the show? It does sound just like him. I'm rambling. I got uh, kids to feed. I gotta sell Samsungs. <laughs> That's my Rob impression. I know how he turned so... Like, South Southern United States. That's very good. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Martin, let's start with you. What did you watch this week, dude? Uh, I am, well, I just started watching this morning, um, and I haven't been able to stop, uh, Sanctuary <laughs> on Netflix. Ah. See, there's this thing, there's a problem with Netflix where I always wonder, like, what the fuck do I have a Netflix subscription for? Then Same. this show comes along, I'm like, oh, this is why. Yep. Um, it's the first season, so it's basically about, uh, a story about, um, the Japanese sumo culture. Sick. Yeah. yeah. So it starts off with this guy who's comes from a broken home, a little bit of a delinquent, Goes into sumo just to make money to help support his family. Yep. Is what he does. And it's just him kind of making from the ground, like starting from the ground up. So it's, if you're like, like, you know, those underdog stories, you know, 
that's what you watch this for. And it also like, how do I say this? He plays the heel of the character. So he's Sumo originally is very, very formal. You're not supposed to be eccentric or anything like that, right. but this character is very eccentric. So he's kind of breaking that mold and it's his story of how he like, you know, how the the culture itself is accepting to him, but they're they're not accepting right now because no one. He's breaking all the rules. Basically, is right. what he's doing. He's a bad boy. He's in sumo. That's the story. It's great. Watch it with the original Japanese, of course, uh, and subtitles, of course, because the English voices are too wacky. I did it with the English voices this morning. <laughs> I'm like I was so lazy. I was like I want to read. I'm too tired. But yeah, watch it with the original Japanese. It's good. Uh, is it safe to say he's like the Hulk Hogan of the sumo world? I would say he's more of the heel. He plays Hollywood more of the heel. So Hollywood see, Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's yeah the NW NWO NWO. You got it. NWO Hulk Hogan. That's more that's him. That's bad yeah. guy Hulk. That's yeah. sweet. No, I saw the trailer for it the other day, and I was like, I like I know very little about sumo, but I know sumo is ingrained in the culture. And oh, it's, I, it's a, I know nothing about sumo, but I mean, like th- that's why you watch the show because I'm like, I you know about it, and like, oh, it's in a, it's a really interesting kind of. They show you the ins and outs of what it takes to be a sumo because they go through like. You know the training it requires. Yeah. Um, they were showing... a lot of the things people sacrifice in order to to achieve greatness in sumo. So well, and and with like the honor and the, like it's 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 it's, it's deep and in, ingrained in a history of of like the best and and I and I saw this on Andrew Zimmern's uh, Bizarre Foods. Yeah. He was in Japan and he went to a sumo college for 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 lunch. Do they still huck rice at him? Uh, probably. I, I, yeah. You know what? I think it's like. I, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's like sumo hasn't changed in the last fifteen hundred years. Yeah. Damn. Like it's they 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 are they do not bend the rules. This is what it is. It's rooted the training, in the training, the technique, tradition. everything yeah. hasn't changed we, in the when last. When I was a kid, we had a channel that if you were watching at three four a.m., you would get sumo wrestling. And my God, oh. was it entertaining? Was it ESPN the Ocho? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when we had a Star Choice satellite dish in the backyard. Was it the one you'd re, like get coded with cards yeah. and shit. And oh yeah. They'd buzz you, and then you'd have to get a whole new card. Mm, yep. No, none of us did that here. Uh, <laughs> is there any sort of like like criminal aspect to it, Martin? Like, because I understand it's like it's there's um, the gambling well, side of it. Rigged. Yeah, I'm not rigged. like I'm not uh, into the whole like I'm not like I think I'm only like maybe five episodes in, but okay. there's nothing like I don't I didn't see anything regarding the yakuza yet or anything like that. But like there is criminal elements into it, and there's some corruption, and you do see some of the corruption in the actual like. Uh, the management side of the sumo. Yeah. Sure, yeah, because like so it's like any fighting style. You, yeah. you've got to, once you get a manager, the Don King of sumo. So the goal is to push your opponent out of the ring, right? I think or so. Or make them fall. Okay, but and you're allowed to like slap and pull and push? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, they showed when Andrew Zimmern sat down for lunch with these guys. They, they the, the one favorite cook of them all, they, it's this standard soup that they eat, and it's like a 2,000-calorie bowl of soup. It's just, like, Ooh. fat and chicken, and it looks It's delicious. crazy. You should see, like, the best part about it is, like, <laughs> the eating. So whatever they're eating, like, they just eat so fast and so much just because, you know, they're, they're on a tight schedule. Yeah, they gotta and they, go. Also, too, gotta push. They only cook a certain amount, so you want to eat – the more you eat, the faster – like, the faster you eat, the more you can eat, so they want to ensure that you're getting the most calories. And obviously, oh. like, the higher-ranked guys will eat first – and then the lower rank guys will kind of eat last. So, um, yeah, Sean. I, the training is the best part. Like, the, it's insane. I didn't know this about sumo, but like, the way it happens is you live at the dojo. Yeah. And you train there constantly, and you live 
you sleep. You you gotta go you away from your family single. if you have a family. So yeah, you live there, you eat there, you train there, you sleep there. Um, and then tournaments. I didn't know like tournaments last like two weeks. Jesus, like fourteen days. It's a bracket tournament, so they do brackets oh. and they have all the different divisions of sumo. And basically, is it, it like weight class? No, it's by like skill. So you get what oh, you do boy. is you 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 start off at the bottom level. And then if you get enough wins, you get promoted to the next level, and then the next level, and the next level, and then until you eventually become like Yokozuna, which is like the ultimate, um, the, the top of the food chain of sumo, the champion. Yeah. Not just a, a WWE character, an actual title in Japanese sumo, Yokozuna. I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I. So it's pretty neat. It's pretty cool. I think it's like uh, nine episodes or something like that. The typical Netflix show. Um, yeah. I think they're like 45-minute episodes. Each, so. <laughs> How really many? cool. How many sumo diapers out of 10 do you give it? I'm going to give it like an 8. Love that. 8 diapers out of 10. Maybe 8.5. Close to that. Somewhere between there. I'm going to watch it. I it's on. I, I added it to my list of things. Dude, you'll love it, Mike. It does you'll sound intriguing. It. Yeah. I, I if love... you like sports stories yeah. I do. sports, it's good. If you, it, it, it showcases Jap- a Japanese sport, which I didn't know a lot about, but I knew about. About? But, yeah. Check it out, man. All right, cool. Yeah, definitely. Big bowls of rice, high calorie dinners. Mm-hmm. It's every day here. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you watch, dude? I watched The Pope's Exorcist. So uh, it was weird. You but have great. to. You have to answer for everybody because we've all seen is that Russell Crowe. That's it Russell is. Crowe. <laughs> First question I have to ask beyond, on beyond, on be. Are you so, all right? I'm fine. I'm just malfunctioning. Are you stroking out? On behalf <laughs> of everybody who's seen Thor: Love and Thunder, okay. How much of an Italian accent did Russell Crowe do? He does a full-on Italian accent, like, and it's not distracting. <laughs> Is it good? It's good. The movie was great. He's funny. Like it's just. The What's whole, the story? So Start the story there. is a family uh, moves to Italy into this new home that they've inherited after their father or after the father of the family passes away. This Check. is the last thing that he has. So they're moving to Italy to re- fix up this house and then sell it. Uh, the house mm. is possessed by a demon. Demon possesses boy. Calls for priest. Watch, rinse, repeat. They get the Pope's exorcist. Oh, yeah. Why do they get the Pope's exorcist so fast? Because that's the specific guy the demon asked for. Really? Now, I don't know if this story in particular is any truth to it or not, but the the Pope's exorcist is a real person. He's a real guy. This is somebody that actually goes and performs exorcisms. But they explain in the movie, 90%, not even 90%, 95% of the time, it's not an actual exorcism that's needed. It's psychology that's needed. The person just oh. needs to... I'll, I'll give you the beginning of the movie. It's like schizophrenic? So, yeah, it's things like that. And the Pope's exorcist, he knows these things. Like, he's not an idiot. He understands these things, and he's not going to give someone an exorcism when they don't actually need it. So at the start of the movie, this guy says he's It's a pos- moral doctor. Yeah, exactly. This guy says he's possessed, and he's doing all the usual demon things, like screaming, all fucking your mother kind of stuff. Son, so he walks in. He brings a pig in with him, and he convinces the guy that he has that he has to possess this pig. He's like, oh, I don't think you could actually do it. He uses reverse psychology on him. Mm. So he gets the guy to act like he's leaving his body and moving into the pig. And (laughs) as soon as that's done, they shoot the pig, and the guy is no longer possessed, quote-unquote. So they tricked him. Exactly. Interesting. So he explains that, yes, I I did shoot a pig for this, but it's because I had to do it for this. And he... 
it's just so interesting. The movie's way more than I thought it was, and obviously the family does actually get possessed, and he does need to perform an exorcism, and it's just more than I ever thought it could be. I'm mm. I'm happy that that happened. Yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was one more like angry road driver movie in the line of Russell Crowe movies. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty hinged in this. Really? Yeah, he was very hinged. Was he was he hinged or was he a hinged? <laughs> he was a hinged. <laughs> Did they eat the pig after? I hope so. I hope. Well, I don't know. Would you eat demon pig? I don't know. (laughs) If it's a fake demon pig, maybe. Yeah. Depends on how crusty that skin is, man. I mean, I I have no problems eating a demon pig. And they set it up for a sequel. Obviously. The movie takes place in the The title is worthy of a sequel. The Pope's Exorcist 1, 2, 3, 17. It's a job that he actually did, and he performed hundreds of exorcisms. And I told you guys in the chat, there is a hotline that you can call at the Vatican for exorcisms. Make sure you you know somebody who could speak Italian. That is not a joke. (laughs) That is a real thing that you can do. They will remove curses. They will perform exorcisms. Motherfucker. Yeah. So, you know, if you're Hmm. feeling like you're possessed, give him a call. I watched another movie. I think it's The Last Exorcism or The Last Exorcist. I can't remember the title, but it's the same thing. Like, he's a a con man, and he sets up rooms that give the illusion that an exorcism has been performed. Like the Brothers Grimm. Exactly. Very, (laughs) very, very long con, right? But then he stumbles upon a real exorcism. He's like, I don't have the tools to deal with this. Well, this guy actually does. Yeah, it's the reverse part of the guy. The guy. Yeah. And like, is there any? Is there? Because like, I'm I grew up Catholic, so I think like I think all of the stuff that the Catholic I think it would hit hard for you. Okay, I think it it might trigger you a little bit, but as someone who's not really much of a Jesus person, they it it had me. My trigger moments are private wine tastings in the rectory. (laughs) If there's none of that, I'm fucked. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's so much rectory in this. Do you ever wonder why they call it the rectory? Oh, no. I don't know why either, but I think calling a room that's very similar to the rectum Well, they is... couldn't call it the E-Rectory. No, <laughs> the... no they couldn't. No, they couldn't. E- I give this a seven. Yeah? I, I think it was super fun. I don't know if you have to go see it in theaters. I'm glad that I did. I think you could wait for it to come out at home, but definitely give it a watch. And it's not, it's not so much scary as it is fucking weird. Is it almost horror comedy? I wouldn't say it's... There are funny parts, and Russell Crowe is funny in it, but okay. I, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a comedy. Seven possessed pigs? Seven demon pigs? Seven demon pigs out of ten. I like it. I dig it. I want to see it. I, I'm, uh, I mean, Gladiator, right? Yeah. Beautiful mind, right? Like, I, I'm. The man can act. The man can act. What, what was the one, the boxer one he did? And every time he's on that little Vespa, the whole, everybody in the theater stood up and applauded for a whole two minutes. Serious? Yeah, every single time. I think he was on it three, four times. Everybody stood up. We all clapped. We all cheered. They paused the movie. Did all of a sudden someone from Vespa walk in yep. and be like, we're offering low interest rates it on the next Vespa. It went a full four hours with pauses, with pauses and cheering. With the Cannes Film Festival for we- this? <laughs> You can't. It's the perfect scene when you see Russell Crowe on a small Vespa. It's going to be a meme in like a minute, isn't it? Yep. Is he uh, wearing a white scarf? No, he he wears a lot of black. Does he have the, the full mm. the full dress garb with the collar? He's just he's cool and he's nonchalant and he doesn't give a shit, but he does. It's just he's the cool exorcist. Uh, you're selling this, man. I really want to see this. Worth a watch for sure. Well, I'm gonna go somewhere <laughs> happy and positive. Uh, parallel, uh, I'd say Ted Lasso. Uh, adjacent, okay. if you will. Uh, the um, oh shit! Oh no, Coach Carter. The Big Door Prize on Apple. 
is what I've been watching. Mr. Apple TV. Mr. Apple TV over here. Yeah. Apple What's TV? that big door prize? Is that like a... Uh, Chris O'Dowd. Love him. Love him. Uh, Chris O'Dowd leads a stellar cast of... It's a small town. And in this small town, in their local hardware store, a machine shows up. I can't remember the name of the machine right now. But if you put your... F- this is where it gets a little, like, it's it it's it's happy, but it's also weird and funny at the same time. So uh, if you put your fingerprints on the machine yeah, and you uh, yeah. put your fingerprints on the machine, put in your social security number, security number, and, security. And, and, and sit there for a couple seconds, it will pop out a card that tells you your life's potential. Oh, no. Ooh. Would you want to know? And everybody already in this town has some sort of dealings with each other, and their potentials are now interfering with their relationships with each other, how they interact. Yeah. Like Chris O'Dowd's marriage is now kind of being questioned because his potential isn't the same as his wife's potential. But inside of this is this really funny slapstick comedy that takes place in this small town. And and, it, and it, 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 at its core, it's about finding out what you're good at, what you want to do with your life and all that stuff, yeah. while having a really fun watch at the same time. And mm. it, it it doesn't have any dread to it. It doesn't have... That's nice. It's, it's, like it's, The Good Place. Like The Good Place. Like Ted Lasso. Like yeah. it is, it is a, It's a scary conversation, but done in a fun way. Done in a demeaning way. Not done in a dreadful, oh my God, it's existential, right? Yeah. Chris O'Dowd's fucking genius, and he plays a, 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 a like a chemistry teacher who's also a basketball coach, and he's like all this. It's one of those like there's like twenty people all involved in the story. The priest, his card is father, but does it mean <laughs> does it mean he was destined to be a Just priest? He was meant to be a dad, yeah, right. Mm. And then you go into the priest's backstory, and then you like you find out that uh, there's a relationship between O'Dowd's daughter and an, a local kid that has a lot more depth to it. And it, when you find out. You'd question yourself. Would you? Would you be able to do what the, this couple has done uh, in inside of their relationship? Like everybody's questioning stuff. Yeah. But it's really fun, and it's weekly. Like I'm strapped to watching it every Wednesday. I can't binge this shit, so I'm I'm on a weekly schedule, like Mando and all the other things that come out. Yeah. I love it. Like I really. It's worked its way in. It's worked its w- happy, easy television has worked its way into my life. The cynic that it's a I series, am. Mike. Uh, it's a series, yeah. It's like a 10-episode okay. series on uh, and Big Door Price. And Are they all out or is it like weekly? It's weekly. weekly. You're not going to – you still have like two or three more episodes, I think. So you could binge okay. like five or six right Get now. Caught up. Okay, maybe yeah. I'll check it out. And each episode is like someone's potential in the town, right? Huh. So you start with like Chris O'Dowd. And he's he's the antagonist. He doesn't want the machine. He wants the machine to leave. He yeah. likes his life the way it is. And his wife, whose potential is – royalty but what does that mean yeah right? what exactly like if you were born that way like if you were born into that family sure yeah or does it mean you you uh, ascend to royalty yeah. somehow do you marry do you marry up you win Chris, the lottery right yeah. uh there's giorgio who do you guys remember on she hulk the idiot lawyer yeah he's in yep. it oh he plays a like he's hanging on to his glory days of being a hockey player for like some low ranked team, Aww. and he opened the local sports bar, which is like an Italian themed sports bar. Has like a gondola uh, in it. And a lot shit. of Italians, right? This week. It, he he is so brilliant at his role, and it's it's good, it's fun, and it does question things, but you'll walk away from it. Uh, you'll walk away from it smiling, and then asking what your potential is. And, what uh, do you think your potential would be, Mike? I think something along the lines would come out of, uh, I think it would say conversation. 
Mm. I would say that I'm that, and that would uh, uh, somehow attach to my ability to Winnipeg not shut. Icon. No, 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 no. I'm not Rod Peeler. <laughs> I'm how not many, Gary Feldman. I didn't lose a hockey team, right? How many? Uh, you know what? I'll give it doors. Um, cards, potential cards. Okay. There's mm. a great bit too where like the kids steal the blank cards and then write whatever they want on them and fuck with people. Yeah. Uh, but I'll give it. I'll give it like eight. Eight potential cards out of ten. Nice. That's a solid must watch. Yeah. That's a solid. I will likely watch it. It's Chris O'Dowd, right? Like IT room, like like IT you, crowd. It, it, IT thank crowd. you, IT crowd. Thank you. Sorry, I'm thinking of the room I hate. Cloverfield being in a word. paradox. Cloverfield paradox. Um, uh, the the cop in in um, uh, the Kristen Wiig bride. bride oh, the uh, uh, bridesmaids. Bridesmaids uh, plays the bridesmaids. cop, right? Who's like trying to get her to go back and, and bake again so. and stuff? Yeah, he's in it. I, okay. Yeah. Shauna loves Chris O'Dowd. So yeah. Fantastic. Watch watch uh the Big Door Prize. Nice. Big Big no Door. I'm going to see big. Guardians on Tuesday, so I'll have a movie next week. I haven't seen it yet. I still have to figure out a time when I can watch that. Well, it's like uh, was it the Saturday, so it's been out for two days. I think it made twenty million so far. Sheesh. Yeah, it's having a good time. It's gonna do well. They're saying it's the best Marvel movie since Endgame. You know, me. I would have They're said Shang Chi was the best Marvel movie since then. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I think Shang Chi is one of the better ones, one of the best ones. I I, th- I like Doctor Strange. I, I think it's too. one of the best ones. Wakanda Forever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so funny. Everyone. Ant Man's a piece of hot garbage, but hey, you know. it was it was fine. Mm, yeah, it's all the same. It's the same yeah. movie. Well, guess, They're all just the, doing the same sequel. This is the best movie of Phase Five, I guess. I guess Phase so. Five started with Ant Man, right? Uh, that's phase five was Ant-Man no Wakanda forever was phase five start or finish I don't know they they don't tell us enough phase six I don't know what phase we're at fuck it's just a rat race they keep us on right so there's your weekly watch list uh, kids Uh, big door prize uh, sanctuary and uh, Russell Crowe and a Vespa yeah (laughs) that's the that's my favorite part of knowing what I'll see is the gladiator it's the me on my way to fuck your bitch Maximus Aurelius (laughs) Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained by my exorcism? And I was. Uh, Jimmy, what time is it? It's debate time. That's it. Uh, yes, that's correct. It's time. At my signal, unleash hell. Don't push it. Don't push it. I'll give you a war you won't believe. Goldstein, give me a fat beat to beat my body. <laughs> I know what kind of guy you were. I never would have agreed to work with you. <clears throat> Are you gonna bark all day, doggy? It's our bracket style debate. If you haven't heard one of these before, it's where we take sixteen names from. Eyes are really closed today. (laughs) (laughs) Want to talk about why they're closed? Last night after the show. Sorry, I did a weed edible last night after the show. I got really, really high, and I think it's still in my system. (laughs) That's another weed edible my friend gave me, so I'm going to take that after the show. Do some cooking. I'm going to eat some pasta because of all this. Because of all the Italian. 
talk today. That sounds nice. I'm it making does. pasta. It does. Anyways, Anyways debate so time. You're, yeah, your your eyes are open, and uh, we're gonna open everybody's eyes to 16 moms because today is the Mother's Day debate yeah. in honor of all the on-screen Woo-hoo. moms. And these are the reasons, and these are the moms. Mom, you got a mother figure. This is part one. We're gonna do this probably this is for all the moms, not just the, the moms. biological moms, but all the moms, the stepmoms. If you're uh, adopted if, moms, yeah. If you if you've been a mother figure in someone's life, an aunt even, pet mom, right? Yep. I no, mean, ba- that's, no, no, that doesn't babies count. Don't that get, isn't okay. the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Any mother of if a child. If it could die and you could move on, <laughs> it's not the same. That's very, yeah. If you could stuff it, it's Giving not the it same. Giving it a kid's name doesn't mean it's your child. <laughs> Look at meet Steve, our baby. That's a cat. <laughs> that's a rat. That's not a, that's a You're science pregnant project. pregnant with emotion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we got 16 moms of our choosing, and uh, no disrespect to any other mom that was forgotten about on if screen. If you've got a mom we forgot about that you like, send it in. Just let us know. Read my fucking mind. Yeah, if you want to do that. That's how this can, works. This how, the voicemail line. It's the link in our bio. Head to our- This isn't the last Mother's Day. No. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> this is kind of ominous. Uh, yeah, link in our bio, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. There is uh, a tab that says leave a voicemail. That's where you get to leave up to five minutes of your opinion on this section, and then we'll play it. Be mad. Be mad. Be upset. Be agreeable. Be be yourself. Yep. But leave us a voicemail. We'd love be to play it. Aggressive. So. Be, 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 be aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> be aggressive. So uh, without further ado, let's start off round number one, which has uh, a Martin pick, has Elaine Miller. From uh, almost famous, the 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 professor mom versus a audience pick. This is from Claudia Aurelio. This is Charles's uh, better half, who picked Mama Boucher from The Water Boy. Which I does she have a name? Uh, I'm trying to find it now, but it, yeah, I don't oh, think Helen. Helen. Oh, Helen, she does. Okay, right. Helen I just, Boucher. Yeah, Helen Boucher. Mama Boucher's mama. And uh, I have chosen to be her champion. The representative. Talking, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones, right? I will be your champion. And uh, Martin, do you uh, – we didn't decide who should go first. I'll you pick. You'll pick. There as you go, because Jimmy is judge. Yes, exactly. The seeding doesn't actually have anything to do with it, but we got Mom Boucher at the one seed and Elaine at the 16 seed. So, Michael, why don't you start us off? All right, Mom Boucher. What do I remember about Mom Boucher? I mean, Mom Boucher knew everything was better for her baby. I remember that no matter what Bobby did, Mama was always looking out for him. Even if it was foosball, which is the devil, she's a ve- she. You could say she's a helicopter parent, but I would say that she was just someone who really loved her son and knew her son needed to be protected. Okay, and and just had had his best interests in mind, even though it may have been suffocating. One might say, even though it might be a helicopter style parent. Um, she was she 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 was she was just a really attentive mom, and she had a fucking donkey. Like you remember that donkey in the Steve. back, Steve, that she played badminton with. She like, taught it how to play badminton. Like you want to talk about a mom who's dedicated to figuring shit out to keep her son entertained, learning how to play badminton with a donkey. It's pretty fucking impressive. It made me want to eat alligator. Right? <laughs> and then, like, her knitting and just, like, th- that home. I, the, she, she she had a lovely home. It was a cottage in the middle of the Mississippi. A snake don't have any paws. <laughs> but if I had a guess, I'd say that's his knee. <laughs> and she, she, and you know what? Kathy Bates reminds me of my mom. Like, uh, the, the short gray hair for a minute where she, she like, the, the, the very, like, like, not, like, 
Demanding fade. rewrites. Yeah. No, <laughs> just wanted to rewrite my life with her. Uh, but no, just a very loving, caring, attentive mother. I don't want to spend too much on her because if she advances to the next round, I need to save something. We'll cut in the you chamber. there. Then. Thank you. All right. Martin, Martin. I just want to say this about Mrs. Boucher. Mm-hmm. If the football team did not recruit Bobby, he would have turned into Norman Bates. <laughs> oh. Uh. I, I'm just gonna say that because our my my yeah. parent and and this parent has very they have very different styles of parenting. Mine is the exact opposite, where she is very trusting with her son. She allows her son to pursue his dreams of becoming a writer, and she gives him that freedom, that trust, where she's like, "Yeah, go." You like what mom in especially in the what seventies, sixties, seventies? What kind of yeah. mom would be like? You know Follow what? I trust you. Go on the road with this rock and roll band. <laughs> And pursue your dreams of becoming a writer. That's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty fucking cool. And it's a true story. I don't think I have to say anything else. I mean, I I, I don't. I, I, there's I one like... clear winner, and I, I think it's mine. <laughs> can I have a rebuttal, Judge? You can rebut. One rebut. Okay. Um, you may bud. He is right in that she does let him go, mm-hmm. but she does keep a short leash. What good mother doesn't? I'm not saying exactly. it's a bad she thing. Still cares. I'm just saying. That might have. I would say the only downside to that, Martin, is very irresponsible to let your son become a writer. <laughs> and that too. I want Jimmy's point. Very too. irresponsible. But what? What? I'll say it's this. Nice. What kind of parent? Don't we just all want our parents to like support our dreams? Yeah, like, is that's it that the, goal. the best thing? It is. And that is. Yeah. That's the difference between mine and, and Bobby Boucher's mom. As much as like, I want to eat snake, I think we're going Elaine. Sorry, Mike. Really? That's yep. fast. Wow. You want to leave some money on the counter when you walk out? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's okay. you follow your All dreams. Right. Right. Bobby's mom did not. All right. Let's start and she lied about his father? Yep. Okay. All right. Mom Boucher leaves. Elaine Martin passes on. All great picks, by the way. Just going to say, all great picks. Oh, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. All right. So next up, we have another crowd pick versus another crowd pick. And it just so happens that one of those crowd picks is the better half of Jimmy, who picked June George from mm-hmm. Mean Girls, and uh, Frigga, who is Thor's mother. Ooh, that's uh, me. Which is Martin again. So it's Martin arguing who on behalf Frigga? of Chrissy. Who Frigga? Frigga? Uh, Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy. Okay. Uh, Mark's girlfriend, Chrissy. And uh, Zoe picked June George. Mm-hmm. So I am judging this one and sitting here. And since Martin has already gone, Jimmy, you have the floor. June George me. Now, Michael. I'm going to appeal to your sense of uh, being a only child. Okay. Let me get... Hang on. All right. (laughs) Imagine just not only having a parent that comes to your rehearsals, (laughs) but rehearses with you. (laughs) Okay. Loves you so much that they want to be just like you. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Creepy. (laughs) Perhaps. Someone missed their... I I will hold. Keep going. She's rich. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm taken care of. Okay. This is the complete opposite of my childhood, but go on. And now maybe it took a life-altering event, like getting hit by a bus, for Regina to become a better person. But that only means that her mom is now going to become a better person by proxy. It's a domino effect. Exactly. And that is where I will stop. Okay. (laughs) All right. I dig it. 
Uh, uh, Martin, uh, Frigga, the uh, immortal goddess and stepmother of Thor. I mean, Jimmy's, yours may be rich, but mine is legit royalty. That's true. She's a goddamn queen. She fucked a god. Let's say this. All, all the women today are queens. All the women on the show today are queens. That we pick. But <laughs> good save. Good save. If we're, if we're doing, you know, technicalities, yeah. she is legit royalty. Um, What else do we have? She, That's all he's got. <laughs> no. She's such a great mother that she adopts a kid as well. And she's also a great mother to Loki. Not just Thor, but to Loki. Thor is that stepmom to Thor, but adopted to Loki. Yeah, he's totally right yeah. on that. And Loki, I mean, Loki, and she loves Loki, even though he's been a bad boy. And we know how much a bad boy Loki has been. He should have got a couple of spankings. Still, love them to the very Thor's. end. <laughs> love them to the very end. Unconditional love. Can I just say that while while Regina George wasn't the best person in school and maybe she was a bit of a tyrant at the high school at least she didn't try to become dictator of the mortal plane like loki <laughs> wait a minute june on. george's daughter never became that i'm gonna mention he was adopted she was just a mean girl <laughs> loki was a bad boy he was a bad boy but you know what the question is she was still a good mother enough to love her son even look past the fault she's still that's Even nice. all the bad shit, she still loved him. He did commit mass murder. Still loved him. <laughs> okay, so if I'm taking my childhood mm -hmm. and in my and oh, one one oh, more thing, Michael, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't done, but Sorry. here's 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 one appealing to to your to your child side, Martin. Okay. Or Martin, Michael, <laughs> you, you're Martin. <laughs> I'm Martin. Are yes, you, I'm Martin. Sorry, now? the edible is still in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Michael, she does magic. Okay. Oh, fuck. She can do goddamn magic. What more do you want? If uh, Regina did magic, June George would figure it out. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So childhood. Do I want? Do I want to be entertained? Do I want a loving, uh, caring, godlike goddess? It's just gonna turn you into a dictator. <laughs> I mean, it feels very silver spoon. But to his, to Martin's point and yours too. I mean, June is is rich as fuck. But do I, I feel like like do I want to be at my soccer game and then all of a sudden my mom's in the net? Like I <laughs> my... like can I say this just a funny statement? I feel like if June was your mom, she would sleep in the same bed with you until you were like retired. Another Norman Bates situation. <laughs> yes. Another Norman Bates situation. But not not like in a until you retire. <laughs> but June June wants her youth back, obviously, until I retire. Why is that the time? <laughs> like, while well, you're finally a man. <laughs> you can leave the house. He made it. He made it. Mike's a big boy now. Well, no, I just mean June. Uh, June just misses her youth. Where, like, a Norman Bates mom. Don't we all? You know, like, neither of these women really have the ability to create a murderous, weird kid living in a hotel by himself. But June can dance. How do we not have Mrs. Bates on this list, by the way? <laughs> was not a good mom. <laughs> Some that was like me using uh, the, the dog from uh, John Wick. Yeah, not a good <laughs> you dog. You could have used any other. There's so many dogs in that franchise. Know, you could have used any of them, Mike. I know. And you picked the They're one. Dead. That, like, uh, uh, tried to go with something new. Uh, okay, I gotta pick here. Um, I wanna. I I I I like. 
I like the fact that he's uh, panicking. No, I like the fact <laughs> that I could be like, "All right, June, let's go for a drink." Right? Like she's the she's cool she's mom, cool mo- wine mom. She's desperate mom, but she does. Let's cool the kids drink in her basement. Yeah, mom. right. Wears weird tracksuits that all of you would probably be like, "She's hot." Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm going with June. June all passes right. on this one. Yeah. I think there was no integrity behind that pick. (laughs) 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 That's Uh, not my pick, so, I mean, it's fine. Next up on – oh, my God. This one's going to be fun. Next up on the list. So uh, we've we've eliminated uh, three of the four uh, audience picks so far. Yeah. So now it's now it's back to stuff. No, June George was not. Oh yeah, I guess June two George. of the four. Yeah, two two. Uh, yeah, sorry, two of the four. Yes, my, my mistake here. So next we ha- we're back in house with Jimmy with Peggy Hill. Hoo-ah, Peggy Hill. Propane Elaine, <laughs> propane accessories. Uh, versus uh, the uh, soft, um, very nonviolent Sarah Connor. He's trying to take a lead. Two. He's trying to take an early lead. Martin, who's going first? Um, uh, pick a number, Jimmy. Pick um. 69. Odd or even. Odd or even. 20. Just say odd or even. Even. Odd. It's odds. Uh, Mike, you get to pick if you want to go first or second. I want to go second. Okay. Hoo-ah, <laughs> Peggy Hill. <laughs> In a household, uh, I'll say this. Hank Hill is a tough dad. He's a strict dad. And I think without Peggy, Bobby would never be able to be the person <laughs> that he is. He would never be able to even think about trying comedy. He would just be one of those weird uh, straight-edge military guys who has absolutely no fun. But when you have a mom like Peggy Hill who will literally – you tell her anything, you say, Mom, I want to be a rodeo clown, she's going to let you become a rodeo clown. And she's not only going to let you, she is going to help you find the resources to do so. She's going to take you to the rodeo. She's going to introduce you to the clowns. And you're going to find a way. And not only that, she's got the feet big enough for the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> An incredible mom. Survives survives falling out of a plane. <laughs> I do remember that one. I don't think there's another mom on this list that has ever done anything like that, any no. physical feat like that. No, you're correct. <laughs> none, none of these moms are good at hitting the ground at terminal velocity. Beat that, Mike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah Connor. Who up? Uh, style Connor. Get to the chopper. Uh, what does Sarah have? She has, well, I mean, first of all, she's willing to look a nuke in the face for her kid. Talk about self-sacrificing, okay? She, can your woman see the future? Can mm. your mom see what's coming? No, mine can. Mine knows what's coming. <laughs> Something's coming. Right. <laughs> Skynet's coming. <laughs> Arnold's coming. You don't need no crystal ball. She knows what's coming. She's been there. She's seen it, right? She saw it in one and is now defending him from two. There is a crazed beast. It's like a mother bear right. with, with, with Sarah Connor. But at the same time, has the patience to sit in a mental hospital and wait it out until she can tell her son what's really to come. Like there's she's she's gone through trial, tribulation, being thought of as crazy, not being believed to being right all the motherfucking time along. And not one I told you so. No, seriously. <laughs> she didn't stick an AK-47 in anybody's face after that. She was like, come on, let's just go make some weapons in Mexico we and take care of this shit. as many humans as we're going to get. Right? Like, she's buried in her convictions and, and you know, it, one might say it's selfish that it was all about John Connor, but she really was, John, you need to save the world. Like, she was trying to bring out what she knew John 
never knew about himself because he was a little punk played by Eddie Furlong. Do you think any guys used that as a pickup after Terminator came out? Like, I'm from the future. Uh, we need to have this kid <laughs> now. <laughs> Dude, that was like, that was American Pie 2, the Shermanator. You're right. Or American That's Pie right. the Shermanator. That was, that was a big part of that. <laughs> Sophisticated sex robot sent back in time. <laughs> That's very true. And I mean, she's she's ripped to shit. Like, look it. Strong mom. Strong mom, right? Oh, Those wow. pythons, I tell you. And <clears throat> just I just I don't want my mom to be in a mental institution for years at a time through my glory years. Oh, that's but <laughs> through my childhood. It's all for you though. Like you don't she's 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 sacrificing her now for your later. I don't know. He turns out to be a real piece of shit in T3. He does. Played by <laughs> Nick uh Nick. Yeah, he was in a Yeah, he was in Bully. Yep. Yeah, Nick. And we just watched him in um Oh my God, Sean Linden's movie. Oh, that's right, Hunter 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 Hunter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, Nick something. Nick, yeah, <laughs> and he was also in um, um, the graphic novel, the film noir um, with oh, Sin City. Was, thank you, Sin City. Sin City. Played the yellow guy in Sin City. Great actor. Nick. Terrible character in T three though, Mike. A very terrible character. Um, Doesn't Edward even stop Furlong. the apocalypse. But that's T three, not T two. They knew all about the apocalypse and they still couldn't even stop it. They Jimmy? still couldn't stop it. Jimmy Michael? can can. Can Peggy see the future? Uh, if Peggy would have known about the apocalypse, she would have stopped it. <laughs> she would have jumped out of a plane to it's stop like it. It's like Mark Wahlberg. He would have stopped 9-11 if he was on that plane. Martin, end this madness. Uh, this is tough. Um, they're both <laughs> great moms, but they both have a lot of faults, Peggy um, obviously. <laughs> um, Bad choice in men. Jeez, I don't even know who to pick for this one. This is going to be a tough one. Um, she made Bobby. That's the weakest thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's fault. <fine. laughs> He's fun. God. I got to go. I'm, I'm just going to give it to Sarah because she's a single mom. Ah, you have to raise Kyle the kid on Reese your own. Dies, that's yeah. the winner. Yeah, that's he right. doesn't stick around. No. But, I mean, he's, he's not he a dies. deadbeat dad. He, you know, he's a little. He, he died. Well, he's dead. He's a deadbeat dad. He's dead. He's dead. Beat to death. If he dies, dad. he dies. All right. Sarah Connor it is. Look at us. Each of us with one. Also, Peggy Hill was a little bit racist and oh, can't boy. speak Spanish, even yeah. though she is a Spanish teacher. <laughs> Substitute. All right, back at it, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on to seats 13 and 4, which again mean nothing. Uh, we have Jeannie. Is it Jeannie? Janine. Janine Stifler, uh, the MILF, if you I mean, come on. <laughs> the MILF. The MILF of Name all Name a better milfs. mom. Name a better mom, seriously. And uh, Aunt May, the adopted mother of Peter Parker. I want Martin to go first. Good. I mean, Aunt May. Peter's parents dies all the time. Her and Ben adopt him. Ben dies. Ben dies. <laughs> Once again, single mom. This single mom. Has to do it on her own and does a fucking great job. Every iteration of Aunt May is amazing. Like from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man... Sally Fields and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and then my favorite, Marissa Tomei, the most unexpected Aunt May uh, yeah. ever. She was hottest. In hottest Toby. Aunt May. She ever. was hot as hell. And also, you know what? Allowed Peter to still pursue his Spider-Man dream of becoming Spider-Man, being Spider-Man. Allowed him to do that. Trusted him enough. And even you know what? Packed his Spidey suit. That's <laughs> true. And gave him a banana because she she knows he's gonna need. The potassium. nutrients and the yeah. vitamins to be Spider-Man. Low blood sugar in a fight is a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Aunt May. Aunt May. Come on. Not even that's what this is what I love about it. It's like you don't have to give birth to a child to become a mother. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You could be Madonna and go to Africa and buy five. <laughs> In this case, Did I mentioned yeah. she was single. <laughs> yeah, she no. is single. So Sally Field played Aunt May. Marissa told me, yeah, like there's a lot yeah. of Aunt May on screen. All iterations were great. Yeah. Like she's just such a great character. I would even say that the Aunt May character um, is what a lot of other mothers are built off of. Like if when, whenever you're like script writing, I would be like, we want an Aunt May. Well, I even like the Toby Aunt May where she kind of, she knows he's Spider-Man and just kind of like hints yeah. at it the whole movie. I like that. Yeah. Even across the Spider-Verse, Aunt May. Jennifer Lopez? Isn't she the voice I remember of... who played Aunt May in the Spider-Verse, but like she was like, you know, she she knew Peter was Spider-Man and that. She kept all like she knew yeah. that she had like the, the little hidden laboratory in the backyard. Brought all the Spider-Men together in that one, in the Into the Spider-Verse. She's a Spider-Tamer. Just uh, saying. Well, Janine Stifler's rich, so <laughs> <laughs> I love how how we rate the moms on screen. Money, money. She got money. She could be a good mom. So, and while she's maybe not the best mom to Stifler <laughs> himself, <We're> debating. <laughs> maybe she. Hold on. Maybe she's not the best mom to Stifler himself. Oh, but she is a good. But mom. boy, she is the best milf to everyone else in that graduating class. And every boy who was in high school at the time who saw that movie. And can we just can we get a round of applause for Jennifer Coolidge and her return? White Lotus, baby. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. She has done a wonderful job, and it's nice to have her back. Not she, that she went anywhere. She parlayed that character into Legally Blonde, that's and right. like that character has evolved to be like... She was one of Jerry's girlfriends. I feel like that's where all the stepmom porn Seinfeld. comes from in now Seinfeld. on the internet. That's right, she was. She was in Seinfeld. Sorry, what was that, Martin? I feel like it's because of her, this is where all the stepmom porn comes from on the internet. Oh, <laughs> she has... It ca- Thank you, Martin, for helping me. It, it does. Caused, <laughs> it has caused a whole new wave of disgusting fetishes from pervert men. It's a hashtag. <laughs> it's a genre on a Pornhub. That's incredible. It's it it jumped off the screen and became it made part of the ether. History. And, and I, does and, that make you the best mother? <laughs> well, hey, we're, we're arguing the best mom, the best milf ever. Mom is the first part of milf, Martin. If we were arguing the best, <laughs> you milf, can't have, you milf, can't milf, have milf without moms. That's <laughs> the message what? today. And you know what? She Marissa like, Tomei. Sure. Uh, yeah. You don't get to just use Marissa Tomei though. There's Marissa other Tomei. Animals. If you're not going to defend the Toby Aunt May for being hot, then you can't use Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Please defend Sally the Toby Aunt May for being hot. pretty good as well, hot. but even then, Marissa Tomei. I want, we give get me. That. We get that version. I want three things. It's still a version things. I can use, Jimmy. I want three things physically that you like about Toby Maguire's Aunt May. <laughs> she looks like she moisturizes a lot. Okay, that's yeah. nice. Has soft skin. One, She's got one. a very, very um, soothing voice, that's like a very comforting right. voice. All right. Um, and Physically. she also has kind eyes, like all the Aunt May. They have okay. kind eyes. All right. all right, he did it. He did. He did. Not very sexy. He, he walked but... that tightrope. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you think, Mike? Who do I think? Uh, you I... played to his Spider-Man side. That's not fair. Hey, listen, I'm not letting Spider-Man be the reason Aunt May is awesome. Uh, the reason Spider-Man is awesome is because of Aunt May's parenting. So it's all on Aunt May's 
shoulders here, not on Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. or Especially after Uncle Ben selfishly died. Just right? give him the car, you yeah. fucking idiot. Fuck. <laughs> Just give him the keys. Be what? the better parent. You don't want this. <laughs> it's not the time. <laughs> You're not ready to cruise around and be cool in New York. That's right. Uh, or do I give it to the mom who create who is responsible for so much genre and is rich and is rich (laughs) okay i'm interested in seeing how far you can carry her okay so i'm not voting with integrity at all but stifler's mom has got it going on she passes on i just want to see if you can do two rounds can't have milf without mom boo (laughs) that's two votes with mike of no integrity i know I like this, Michael. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> here to prove anything. I'm just here to have fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next is a uh, classic TV mom, and a mom who went to the mattress literally for her son. Uh, and that's not an Italian gang reference, ladies and gentlemen. We have Peg Bundy versus Mrs. Gump from Ooh, Forrest Gump. Where do you want us to go, Martin? Who do you want to start? Um, pick a number between one and ten, Jimmy. Four twenty. <laughs> Mike, you you I'll, can pick if you want to go first or second. I'll go. Uh, I'll go first on this one. <laughs> Peg Bundy, everybody's favorite TV cheerleader, who's put up with the crotch itching, shoe selling. She could do better. Poke high, football winning legend. Legend. That woman has an idiot first son. She will have more grandchildren than any other on screen TV mom because of Kelly. <laughs> Um, and she has to put up with a degenerate husband who gives her no attention and constantly refers to her promiscuous past from high school. Like, yeah, no pig. And still. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? That was really good. All right. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Uh, <laughs> but, like, from, from someone who's who constantly gets up and keeps trying through adversity, uh, insults, and 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 just just being beaten up by her entire family, like even her, like the the kids don't give her enough credit, right? She's trying to keep it home together. I think She's, we watched two different shows, Michael. Yeah, I don't know. The food she made them was not good. Hey, listen, I'm 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 not <laughs> saying like cigarettes and the salads. <laughs> I don't. I think you we were watching two different shows. I'm I'm talking about the woman who, even though butted out in her own salad, still tried the next day to make another salad. She didn't let that butt keep her down and and i i don't have much for this lady i mean she's got a hilarious walk like katie siegel nailed that character that can't not be talked about but um as as for a person persona of of peggy bundy um i also think that like she she was she kept al in line a little bit right like even though al was like treating her like a doormat she knew his. She she knew how to fight back when she needed to. So being they have do- a very toxic marriage. They oh <laughs> the worst example of a happy couple one could imagine. But she she's just uh, she's a keener. She you know what going. I like about the Bundys? They all know how to street fight. <laughs> they do. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. And uh, I mean, they yeah, fight dirty. It's the cheerleader. Fight it's, dirty. The, it's the cheerleader. The positive energy that she brings from from cheering on idiot football players her entire youth life. To to bring that into the marriage and the family and just you know trying to just trying to build with what you got you can't make you can't make bricks without mortar but and to that I'll say she does not care about her children's education <laughs> no <laughs> not the way Mama Gump cares about her boys education ah, that's a segue <laughs> <clears throat> yeah Mama Gump go buddy 
what more do I have to say? Sally Field, again, if we're not going to put Sally Field through as Aunt May, how are we not going to put her through <sighs> now? That's true. Just, I can't think of a better mom for Forrest to have. She raised a billionaire. She, she's the reason. She bubble. made yeah. Forrest yeah. into a billionaire by being nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. He can do anything you tell him to do. <laughs> he can run. That's, he can pong. He just has the best mother of all time. I don't know if you can sit and watch Forrest Gump and think that she's not. And she's doing it again. I'm biting off Martin a little as a single mom. Mm. Imagine being raised in a house with your mother and then boarding residence. Strange life. I didn't know that was a part of my childhood. No, you're right. That (laughs) sucked. Made a billionaire. He's rich. Boom. Apple, (laughs) the food company. So far. Mike, check. Ball game. (laughs) So far, money Mm -hmm. and single moms (laughs) are the head argument out of all of these. You know what, guys? She's rich. I mean, Uh, here's what I'm going to say about about these two picks. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the brackets, and this bracket is going to be called the bad mom bracket. (laughs) Because I want two bad moms to go head to head, so I'm not voting with integrity on best mom. Yes! It's just gonna. I'm going with Peggy Bundy. I don't want to see what happens between Stifler's mom and Peggy Bundy on the bad mom bracket. We got two Peggy's going on too. We do. The fucking three dudes pegging it all day. Long. A lot of Peggy. A lot of Peggy. I want to see what happens. If the bad mom takes it, the bad mom takes it. Oh yes. That's God damn you. Fun. I love it. All right. Next up on the list. We should have picked all the moms from Bad Mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not? Do this. Yeah. Um, next we have uh, another crowd pick, and this was a dual pick from two different people. This is from Denise Darling, uh, Doug's wife, and uh, Mark's wife, uh, Chrissy. And uh, she picked, they both picked Rose Pendergrass from Easy A, which I'm ashamed to admit I haven't seen, but I have done enough research to know that these two parents, never mind just being a mom, but these two parents are like the shit at parenting in film. That's right. Versus uh, Carmela Soprano um, from from the Sopranos, <laughs> she fell out of the bad mom bracket. She could she could go on to take on a bad mom if she wins this one based on uh, what happens, but it'll take some work. So, anyways, uh, that's me versus Jimmy. So, Martin, you're up again because Jimmy's it. taking the flame for Rose. I'll do okay, it. I'll have a uh, Mikey went first last round. I'll have Jimmy go first this round. Okay. <clears throat> Rose Pendergrass, just. The mom that you need to have. Mm-hmm. The mom who can joke with you, who can have fun with you, and be a parent. And I will say this. They have a two-story house. <laughs> so they're rich. <laughs> <laughs> Not only rich, Michael. Fantastic parents. They do movie nights together. They uh, They have adopted a son. They are adoptive parents as well. I think... If you guys had seen Easy A, you would understand that Emma Stone's character goes through quite a high school experience. Yeah, she's assumed to be it's it's the Scarlet Letter. It's the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you know that story, I know of it. I just don't know. And she it. gets her through that time with very little tears. I will mention for very little tears. Supportive. Supportive. I'm not mom. helping. I'm shutting up. <laughs> she does everything that your mom is supposed to do. She nails it. It's like. From what I read, it's like if you ever need to learn how to be a mom, 
like if you're expecting if you if you're pregnant and you're expecting take a page out of her playbook. She listens. She gives lessons. She does everything that your mom is supposed to do. Floor? Floor. All right. Um car car carm. Carmela Soprano. Carm. 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 Carm to those who Chicken Carm. Chicken Carm. Carm to those who love her. Uh Carmela Soprano. What <laughs> Okay. Uh fantastic homemaker. Big house, bigger than your house, I think. If I think they might be rich. They might, they might be rich. <laughs> she knows what to do with that sanitation In money. Waste let me tell management. You. Um, but she, okay. I'm in construction. <laughs> <laughs> for for someone, I I don't want to get too deep into Carmela because she's a very uh very complex character. But for this round, I'll just use the simple fact that uh, she knows who her husband is, and. None of the other moms, we have a Spider-Man mom who understands that her son is a good guy trying to save the world. She's a mom who, in spite of her husband's dark deeds, still manages to be a parent, still manages to keep her those kids. Her kids are duds. They're not duds. They're dud children. Okay. <laughs> the fucking, um, the son. Uh, He's a dud. What's his name? Who cares? Uh, what? AJ. AJ, thank you. Dud Jr. AJ and Anthony uh, Jr. Anthony Jr. and uh uh Mello? Mel no. Um Dud at uh, <laughs> Fuck I'm Meadow. Meadow, that's it. Meadow, Meadow. and Meadow. Can you say Mount Mount Meadow? <laughs> Mount Meadow. Mount Meadow. Mount Mellow? Uh <laughs> Marshmallow. I uh I think I, up until when those kids find out what's going on, she shields them. She's a ferocious beast. She understands that Hey, this money's coming from somewhere. Like she, she makes peace with it. She understands it, and we'll get more into her because I know she's going to win. But uh, we'll get more into her later. But for right now, I'm just going to say are that duds. they can be duds all you want. That's fine. They do end up not. This is about motherhood. That's what I'm saying, though, is that she protects them until they not find out. Not long enough. What? Not Man. long enough, Michael. That's being married to a. They gangster. don't need to know about the business. Wake up tomorrow morning and be married to someone who shoots people and says "bada bing." Just do that. I cried when Tony killed Pussy. I cried when he <laughs> killed fucking uh, Michael too. Like it's it's the the things that Tony does. You don't disrespect a, the family. No, you never step outside the family, and to be a mafia wife too. I'll say this now. You know, there's the side pieces that she put up with. We're talking about wholesome single moms that aren't being cheated on up until this point. She knows Tony has a side piece. With she his knows therapist? Therapist, Goomba, whatever the fuck you want to call it. There's a, uh, that's actually. It's not. a Goomad, not a Goomba. Thank Goomba you. Was, I think, as soon as I said that, I was like, that's Mario. A Goomba. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I'm talking about a mushroom. Uh, but just, And then her kids, dud and dudette. But again, you can't base all motherhood on raising children. There's still they outside suck. factors. Boo. The outside factor is there's guns and bodies Gaba boo. buried by her husband. Okay? Rose Pendergrass uh-huh. doesn't even know what a gun looks like. Good. Yes, she's got Good. this problem, and it's this amazing way that she deals with this problem with Emma uh, Stone's character. Her kids are excellent. That, but... They're smart. No, they're crushed under the weight of the immense rumors that are going around the school about her. She needs uh, her mom. Okay, those kids aren't great. She's a weak spawn from Rose. Those Pendergrass. kids don't need Carmela. Uh, I'm just getting shitty now. Uh, but yeah, uh, knowing that Tony has a gumad and being a part of a crime family—that's way more stress. Martin. God, I love Sopranos. <laughs> that's why I picked it. 
I mean, I... The other pick just seems too perfect, and when it's too perfect, it's it's just like there's something there that just doesn't rub me the right way. This is a bad mom. I like a little bit of a darkness. You know what I mean? Give me a little bit of a dark side, a little bit. And you know what? Carmella has the biggest, bigger challenge of raising being a mother. Like she has more adversity when it comes to raising a mother. It seems like that other family is just like – she sure, doesn't even rise but they're just it. too it, – there's, there's nothing – I'll say this. They're like it's – like, it's, it's like a Karen – you know, they just never said no to that family. No, <laughs> nothing hard happening. It's they just it, it's a very privileged family. Carmela, even though you know she is Caucasian, she definitely goes through a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges, especially great big with raising the kids and having to deal with the third child. Tony Soprano is the third child in that family. There it is. She's raising technically three kids. I didn't even make that point. <laughs> I think this speaks for itself. Fine, Carmesan cheese. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Carmela, give me Carm all day. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I will sit out this next one, and we are in our last two brackets before this is we gonna get be to a the tough semis. One. This one's this yeah. is a tough one too. I like both of these picks, man. <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to be voting for this. Uh, all right, so we got Kitty Foreman from the '70s show, the '70s or that, that seven? '70s? Thank you, that '70s show. And uh, one of my favorite hot-ass on-screen moms on screen, Morticia Adams from the Adams Family. Uh, I Martin said it last time. Martin goes first. Morticia Adams, what can I say? She's um, born into a, a very tough family. Um, <laughs> but even though, like, you look at the Adams on, on, you know, on just on the surface, you might be like, oh, that's a – why would you pick the Adams and why would you pick Morticia Adams? But if you look deeper, like she is actually a very, very supportive, caring mother. And she's supportive enough to let her children, you know, explore what they want to be. And she gives them that freedom. <laughs> what exactly and you is see that. what they want to be, Martin? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they, if they, Headless. If Wednesday Adams wants to be a serial Murdered. killer, she can be a serial killer and be the best goddamn serial killer ever. But Morticia is supportive of that. And if you've seen the Wednesday show, they, they really dive into Morticia's character more, which I love with who's played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. She's great in it. Yeah. And the fact that she recognizes that, yo, because um, Morticia, like in that, in that one, Wednesday kind of gets expelled from school and she realizes that, you know, okay, how do I fix this? How do I, how do I get, make the, make my child the best version that she can be without her realizing it? So she sends her right. to the school that she went to, like a school for, you know, um, special gifted youths. Yes, um, youths in that world. Youths. Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. It's, it yeah, is. It's like the X Men School, but for the Adams family. That's what Not it is. All of us are graduates. And she sends them there. And you know what? She was right. Wednesday shines. She actually breaks out of her shell. She makes friends. She falls in love. All those things. And I think, like I said, very supportive mom in what her kids want to do. Okay. And also too, just I think she's a good this like. Her relationship, her and Gomez, is a good relationship or a good um, kind of example of a loving marriage. Like they're they definitely like you know out of all the years of marriage, they still haven't lost that that passion, that fire. And you know what you know what Morticia does that that uh, Kitty Foreman doesn't do? What? Lock the door. <laughs> Lock the door. Jimmy, I think that means uh, I'll say this. You, <laughs> you know, it's it's the classic relationship: the hard ass dad, the the mom who's maybe a little bit too nice. But keep in mind that she is not only raising Eric 
and uh, Eric's sister. She's raising this whole house full of these kids who don't really have homes to go home to and parents to talk to. Interesting perspective, sir. Jackie can't really talk to her dad. Her dad is this rich mogul type, and her mom's the same way. They they can't have conversations. Fez is living with a foster family and doesn't really relate to them as they're hyper-Christian, and it just doesn't speak to him, obviously. Hyde doesn't have a home to go back to at all, basically, and they end up adopting him because they have to, <laughs> because it's the right thing to do. She is raising a house full of kids growing up in the 70s, and she is doing a fantastic job of doing so. She is giving them a place to go so they don't get in trouble. The trouble that they get into is barely even trouble at all. Smoking weed around a basement. Exactly. That's the safest thing. She has him exactly where she wants them to be. Are you done? I think so. Okay. I'll make this short and sweet. This is incredibly tough. (laughs) It's a tough pick. Because there is no more of a supportive mother than Morticia Adams being like, you want to play with the axe? Play with the axe. That is, and that is, and that, that is creating a home in an understanding situation where there's no judgment, there's no criticism, you're into the dark world, you're into spirits, you're into killing your brother, what have you. I'm here, I, I don't judge you, I accept you as is, we'll deal with the cops and the consequences later. But then you also have this, full-time mother to all these part-time kids yeah, <laughs> that come and go. And in my wildest idea of how this was going to go, I didn't think Kitty had many legs on her. Uh, the, way you've, the way you phrased it, as much as I want to pick Morticia, I have to pick Kitty. Good job! I have to. Like, and both arguments are great. They're sound, and they're they're fucking funny as fuck. And Kitty's doing it buzzed. She, she, <laughs> <laughs> what is it, white wine? She got a buzz on that whole time. Yeah, whatever it is. She, yeah, I, I, I love Morticia, and I love Martin's argument for it, but, like, I never thought about... That's a mom for six other kids. They bring their problems to her constantly, yeah. and they never ask, and they never give anything back to her. Yeah, I got to pick Kitty. I'm sorry, Marty. I, I, you can't be mad at that. It's Kitty Foreman. That 70s mom. Can't be mad at that. But also at a time, too, like the 70s are, I mean, lots of, the 60s and the 70s, a lot of wild things. In Hard the world time to changing. be a mom. Hard time to be a mom with segregation and and voters rights and just like tons of things going on that are changing society at the time and they put them all into the show if i'm not mistaken right like at some point or another there was gags but they talked about what was going on of the time with the times perspective one of the funnier characters on the show too doesn't get yeah, a lot she makes of that. She yeah. definitely makes that. Her and Red are the stars yeah. of that show. That's not, why they're back the for the new one. Exactly. You yeah, can't. It's her and Red. You can't have those them are the best them. parts of that show. All right. Agreed. Last bracket, first mm-hmm. round. Uh, we have Mrs. Brisby from The Secrets of Nim versus you can't say fuck the mother of the cutest kid in Jerry Maguire, Dorothy Boyd. I'm not too familiar with either of these, so this is going to be very entertaining for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> one of them is a is a are they rats or mice? The rats of Nim. Uh they're they're like a combination. There's there's a combination of both. Yeah, 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 but it's a really Well, Martin, give him a little bit of the plot so he knows. So and for listeners. So basically too. there's like um it's a it the story focuses on a family of mice, a single bomb once again. Nice. Um Basically, what's happening is her son gets sick, and it's moving day. And the 
it finds out like the sun has pneumonia and it can't the sun has to stay in bed resting warm and can't move but there's something that's going to happen to their property their house where the humans are going to destroy something so she has to figure out a way to to save her son right kind of and she also kind of you wonder if like in the animated like show in the movie the rats are talking and wondering like oh, okay so they're just talking but you find out that the rats are actually hyper intelligent rats because they were in a laboratory they were experimented on and they cool. escaped and the dad of or the, the husband of uh, mrs brisby like jonathan brisby he's the one who like passes on the smart genes to like it's a pretty cool family. story yeah, and it's like 80s too man it's not weird it's really good. It's a really cool. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. I just rewatched it. It's pretty oh really great. sweet. Okay. All right. So yeah, give your yeah. Give your two bits on that one. You go. Well, first. I mean, I, I think I kind of explained it. I mean, she's yeah. her son is sick. She has to figure out a way to to get him out of there because the home is going to be demolished, and she goes through hell and back. Like she travels, um, she meets like some dangerous people, some mice, and she but she finds out the secret of, of everything, the secret of of, of her past. Um, but she eventually ends up saving her son, which is great. Um, if they were able to move, so <laughs> which is awesome. which is but she's a single mom. Yeah, and nice. also, the dad isn't in the picture as well. Dad yeah. isn't in the picture because the dad is dead. He died. So <laughs> she's doing this all her own. She's raising. She's she has to. It's like she's panicking. She has to. She basically you can has also to call s- this the dead dad bracket. <laughs> <laughs> she, has to, she has to save her sick son, but also her other children that are also relying on her to right. kind of guide the way to the next one. And I think she goes on a great adventure. I wouldn't want to spoil it just because of. You know, it's a great movie to watch, Jimmy. Just check okay. it out. Um, but she goes on this adventure, and she finds that, you know, she don't need no man. <laughs> no, she don't. She don't need don't, no don't, man. Don't need no man. Very before the time. Yeah. Like, and, like, I mean, they're, like, I mean, you've got your mouse animated stuff. You've got your Fievel goes <clears throat> west, Fievel goes home, all that stuff from back then. But this was part of a, when they were making animated movies about really weird stories. Okay. And they're yeah. really And this is very, weird. like, it's a kid's, it's a, it's, it's for kids but it's in a like, it's very adult themed yes is what okay. i'm gonna say yeah well um, what do you what do you got mike i got dorothy boyd i got the one who who who's coming with them yeah if you remember the famous scene from jerry, Maguire, jerry who's, Maguire, who's coming with me <laughs> these fish they're coming with me right um <clears throat> no i picked dorothy boyd uh, uh another single mother i think we've got a theme gentlemen mm-hmm. um but a single mom who is uh very trying very hard to have her life as well as parent and she's she's incredibly willful she's incredibly uh uh just like you when you watch a mother and a lot of the kids we're talking about are older kids this is like a toddler in in jerry Maguire. so what you're watching is you're watching a mother battle her own issues of wanting her independence and being around a group of single mothers who are constantly talking in her house about a better life while trying to raise this little boy while at the same time falling for her boss. Like, you're in this scenario where she she's very calculated and she knows what steps to take to protect her child while at the same time. It's a hard navigation for a single mom to, to, to work themselves through. I can only speak to what the character is in the movie. I'd have no idea how to express this in real life. But um, my point is, is that for someone who doesn't know what they're doing, they're doing an incredible job of trying to get the little boy, her life, and and everybody. She's multitasking. Getting by. Getting by, right? Like, And it's not, there's nothing really epic in the movie. But what it is, is it's grounded in reality of like, 
protecting your son from the new drunk guy who shows up at home because you don't want to expose him to that. And then also like taking a risk and starting a new job that has no benefits. Right. Like she's trying to figure it out. Well, the, the, the everything's she's, she's up against the wall essentially and i think it's a really great portrayal of like the sacrifices and the trials of what a mom does for her kid where everything else is like why the mom's so great well this is like why the what the mom's going through to try to be great okay i'm gonna stop you there because you're running long (laughs) can i just say one thing jimmy yes i have the only diversity pick out of the whole bracket jesus christ we're a problem aren't we oh dear god yeah god damn it so just saying only diversity pick we did it again. Out of the whole bracket. God, this is damn it. That's okay. That's for part two when we learn what part one is. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Your diversity pick is, is a, a mouse. <laughs> yep. God damn it. Inner, inner. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I think your moms are very similar. I'm going to go with Martin's because she literally saves her child from death. She does. And yes. mine says fuck. Yeah. So she did a bad job teaching about the swear words. All right. Fair enough. Great moms, though. Yeah. Great moms. This is where it gets tough. Passes it along. This is where it's going to start getting tough because we got a. Oh, no. New points. Oh, boy. I'm against myself in one round. (laughs) (laughs) Which, oh, that's funny. You know, yeah, try so hard to avoid this listener, but eventually, somehow, some way, we pick an odd amount. We pick an even amount of people, and two of us have to fight each other. So, Uh, anyways, first round in the semifinals, we got Martin versus uh, Jimmy. Let's do it. On behalf of Zoe, we got June George versus Elaine Miller. Martin, go. Single mom (laughs) chooses a different, like, she's also, like, a a PhD uh, level professor. Yes. Chooses Mm -hmm. a different way to parent her child in a time where everyone was getting hit with a belt. (laughs) Am I I wrong? No. No, you're not. You're just remembering me about the time where I got hit with a belt. (laughs) Am I wrong? Like, she, outside the, talk about someone who's a pioneer to what? how parenting is today elaine miller pioneer yeah she was when when no violence on her child no not a single piece of violence at all we can give them that it's it's what i've heard other parents say where they're like talk to your kid like a person instead of talking to your kid like exactly june george does exactly that june george talks to her kid like they're their best friend yeah does your (laughs) is your mom's best friend with their kids no while they're doing june george's best friends with her friend's friend (laughs) Okay. Say that three times fast. June George, she has it. She's got that it factor. She had it years ago, and now it's in her daughter. So what I'm saying is she has that dog in her, and she has passed it down, <laughs> and now her daughter, Regina, has that dog in her, and that's why she is What kind of dog? What a kind god. Of dog? In, like a Rottweiler, Mike. <laughs> that's why Regina it, it just immediately rose to power. Right? Like, as soon as she got into high school, she rose to power. And that's not... That's because she's been raised a specific way to be royalty. <laughs> Can we just call her Karen for the sake of the argument? <laughs> Karen George. Um, anything, Amy Poehler. Any, anything else? Amy Poehler. Amy, that's all I have to say. I know. It's Amy Poehler at her best. I just love her in that tracksuit because it's just so off-putting, right? When she's doing the dance yep. and everything and then bringing in the snacks. Her boobs are rock hard. Okay. Uh, I like in today's society where parenting is more crucial than anything. Um, I think being a 
you need to be a dominating figure to your child while at the same time talking to them like you're a peer when you mm-hmm. need to. Frances McDormand at her finest. And and okay. you Googled that. I saw you. I did. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, is it Frances McDormand? I'm pretty sure it's Frances McDormand. Uh, but I, I'm just thinking about all of the gateway choices that June would allow to happen in the home. Because Regina, if we're going to use Regina as an example. Better her place than out there, Michael. What did Regina eat that she didn't Google first? What did she get tricked into eating? That's a byproduct of June. Maybe that was drinking too I'm early. I'm sorry that she made her trustworthy. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That she's very trusting. You're right. What a bad mom. And manipulative <laughs> and conning and verbally abusive. Not after she gets hit by that bus. I'm just saying maybe June was like, you know, this is my daughter and this is a bottle of wine. Maybe, But they we... could be sisters. They... <laughs> and that's also a genre of porn. Like, I mean... That's not a defense. That's just. I have a theme with my picks. Probably in my <laughs> Google search. No. Um, I got to go with Elaine on this one just because I dig the parenting style and and I would love to I, bring bring fucking June over. Let's party. There you go. Right. But like. Wine I, mom. No, no responsibility. Like <laughs> you, you, we, we. Here's my question to you when we're deciding who should go to the next round, would you want that person to be your mother? Uh, June George is rich, so yeah. Yeah, she's a, two, she's a two-story house, man. So like, lots, least. Of, lots of room to play. Regina's uh, a god in that school. All right, so now... Uh, Mine's on. middle class, and she says she has a PhD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty huge dick. Could drive you to the concert. Yeah. We got uh, uh, a badass MILF versus just a badass mom. Uh, one can fire a gun and one can fire off a 19-year-old Stifler's friend in 30 have? seconds. We got Sarah Connor versus uh, Janine Stifler. And Martin, you get to pick. Sarah Ooh. Connor doesn't prevent the apocalypse. That was literally, she's been told about it and she had like 30 years yeah. <laughs> to do something about it. And she still fucking couldn't. She still couldn't get her useless fucking son to stop Skynet. He had so fucking long to do it. He had a cyborg's help and still couldn't fucking do it. Okay, all right. We're going to go low. I can go low with you. She fucked a child under age. It's not even like, but it's not like one of her son's friends. Those two hate each other. It's one of his son's (laughs) cohorts. They're in the same circle of people, okay? Like, if you're going to fuck someone your son knows, Mm -hmm. make sure it's like 10 schools away. Like, I'm not advocating for, you know, this kind of treatment of a young man. Mom role. (laughs) Can't have MILF without mom. Got Jennifer Coolidge laid hundreds of times. (laughs) (laughs) She said that. I'm sure. I am. I I do not doubt that it extended into her actual life and and art became. I don't think Terminator and Terminator 2 or Terminator 3 especially got anybody laid. Dude, everything I know about AI, (laughs) I know about Sarah Connor. Okay. Everything I know about Skynet right now, I know about Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor's. Well, then prevent it, Mike. I. But (laughs) it's a slow roll, man. Have a future son and prevent (laughs) it. This isn't Junior. I'm not Arnold giving birth. I, 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 I mean, I just, her, her, her inability to communicate without using sex is not good for young men, man. Like as much as it's great to like, you know, whack off to. Look who suddenly cares about the well-being of young men. (laughs) Who has MILF in his search history more than likely. Uh, I don't know. Martin, pick a winner. This is tough. Um, (laughs) 
I like the attack mode hand, now. I like we've we've proved why, but now yeah. we're attacking each other. Yeah, there was no support of your. It was just attacking the other pickles this <laughs> round. Um, we went Trump. On the one hand, you have Sarah Connor, who I love, but her son does die, so she does. She fails to protect him. But he's the, the only one. He's dude. You could be the only one. You could be King Arthur um, in that scenario. You're the only one who can pull the sword. Like. She, yeah, but the son dies. Like, John Connor dies. But eventually. she prepared him. She got him a fucking Terminator. Doesn't like, save the world. But but then you also have <laughs> Stifler's mom. Who's got it going on. Steven Stifler. Like, the product of her motherhood was Steven Stifler, who's like the most toxic male. Yeah. But he's their asshole. Ever. I know he's their asshole. Every group's but not one. Fitz is... Ours is Rob. Fitz is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm glad he doesn't listen to the show. Uh, he'd probably shake his head. Yeah, yeah, he's probably right. Um, it's tough. Like, I mean, I don't know where to go with this. Can I, I, can I am... say one thing first? I just I'm wanna... gonna, here, here, can we do this? Sure. Thirty seconds, each of you. Give me your final thoughts. Okay. okay. Mike, start with you. Go. I just want to say that Fitz's whole life outlook after being broken by a milf has left a wake of women devastated by Fitz's choices. He's probably like what she did to that young man, as much as it was a fantasy clincher, it also changed him. And I don't think that's responsible mother material. I think that just says how good she is. She was able to put him on a different trajectory for life. (laughs) He had to, he had to go out and find meaning now because life and meaning has totally changed. I think that's beautiful. It led him to world travel. (laughs) It led him to stealing a motorbike. That's pretty cool. It led him to lying. That's pretty cool. All of those things that she did, she it, her mother's instinct did not oh, stop her from making that choice. Stifler didn't do those things. To his mom, sure. <laughs> Stifler's... You want the complete opposite when you have Stifler's a... Stifler's a well-adjusted adult contributing to society. Martin, you have to end this. Oh, my God. I think I got to... <sighs> they don't even save the world. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go with Stifler's mom. Yeah. Oh my god. Just because her child is still alive. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad we're sticking with that. Yeah. But mine would have changed the you, course you of history. You just picked yours. <laughs> well, I'm about to pick yours. I just wanted to hover. Oh, that was they're, they're, they're both fun, okay. fun arguments. So I mean, I gotta go with Stifler's mom. Okay, I feel that the fair thing to do at this scenario because I have Peg Bundy and Carmela Soprano. No, both. you're gonna do them both. No, I'm gonna pick one. And I'll just okay. get the buy, and then the two of you can go. So okay. I'm forced to give one up. In I mean, who are you going to pick? Well, um, I, I'm i going to This go. is bad mom round, Mike. I bad, bad mom, mom round. round. This is I what know. I wanted. I'd go Peg. <sighs> okay. Just because at the end of the day, I think if there's a street fight, I think Peg Bundy could beat Carmella. Uh, I don't no. know, man. Carmella's pretty no. fierce. She's made that AK-47 okay. at the so. very first I've episode. I've seen a lot of fighting experience from Peg Bundy. I'm not saying that Peg couldn't fight, but I'm saying that Peg would leave her heels on and Carm yeah. would get down to her flats and fuck shit up. I think that just says that Peg doesn't need to take her heels off to beat the shit out of her. Well, no, I'm just, <laughs> thinking, I'm just thinking about faster moves. And right. proper... It is Peggy Wanker. She is a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, so I'll pick Carmella for this one. So I will judge the next one and let the two of you come to my bad mom fight. Um, so this is a tough one. We move on to Kitty Foreman versus Mrs. Brisby. So we've got a culturally appropriate mouse from an 80s 
animated movie and Kitty Foreman, who was so elegantly argued by Jimmy. Um, I don't I, think I have to say anything else for Kitty. Like it's well, no, you don't, because we'll go let Martin go first. Fine, you can, you... I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, go. Single mom literally risks her own life to save her child. This sounds like the dog talks. <laughs> Just like yeah. <laughs> what, else, what, do what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Single mom risks her life, like legit risks her life to save her mom, and, or save her child. Also, sober. <laughs> sober. Boo. I, d- I mean, <laughs> it was totally acceptable, though. To, you're Diversity judge, pick. You're, judge- <laughs> you're judging an entire... Uh, uh, hang on, I'll shut up. I don't want to add to this yet. Um, anything else, Martin? That's it. Diversity pick, sober, <laughs> risks her own life, literally, to save the life of her child. Kitty not only raises those kids, she keeps Red, a former war veteran in the Korean War, balanced as an adult man. He mm. says he's going to kill people, but he doesn't actually do it, and he never goes over that edge, and I think that's because of Kitty. It's definitely not because of fucking Eric. No. <laughs> There's no spine where that jellyfish exists. I think that she just... She does a fantastic job with the hand that she's been dealt, and they live in a two-story house, and they're rich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would like a rebuttal from Martin and then a rebuttal from you and then I will make a decision. Single mom. I would like a new rebuttal from Martin and then I will make a decision. <laughs> I mean, what do you, Kitty is a great mother, but she does in the end have the support of Red. They have a, they're a team. You know, one person can play the villain while one person plays good cop, bad cop is basically their parent style. <laughs> That's very true. Right? Yeah. Mrs. Brisby just has one cop. <laughs> Mrs. Brisby. Goes on an adventure to save her children. Okay. All right. All right. And Kitty? 80s animation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this one is great, though. It is. This one it's is really good. It's one of those ones where it still holds up today. It almost got a remake in live action. You know what did get f- a remake? That 70s show. <laughs> if you're going to be making your decisions based on that. No, I wasn't. But hey, <laughs> it's your floor. You know who's back? Who? Red and Kitty. Oh. Not even the main characters of that 70s show. They thought these are the best characters that we have, and we're bringing them back again. And they were fucking. Right. Secret of Nim got two other movies, so there's up to three of them. <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard of one. <laughs> okay, so we have one who's willing to not sacrifice one life to save all of her children, versus uh, one who did it drunk. <laughs> I'm trying to think bad moms. This isn't bad a moms. Sophie's <laughs> choice, Michael. I'm trying to make bad moms out of this. So we have bad mom versus bad mom in the next My room. favorite line of bad moms was when they said, let's be bad moms. Yeah, right? <laughs> like it's such a Did huge this happen leap. during the writer's strike? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, maybe that one just came off the shelf and they didn't dust it. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. I, I mean, the dying kid. How many kids did she have again, Martin? Three? I think like three. Three. Three of them. Four. Kitty's raising three or four. More. Kitty is raising more kids, but Kitty's never put in a scenario where she has to choose the life of one versus, you know, just the proper direction of five or six of them, right? But at the same time... She saves Stephen's life. At the same... If she doesn't take him in, he goes down a dark path and he probably dies. But I think he already did that anyways. (laughs) (laughs) In the 90s show. Yeah. At the same time. I will say that the PTSD of Red 
and keeping him in check. That's tough to ask. From the Korean War, because every man I know that- you She know, kept him from killing people yeah, <laughs> every well, day. We all know that anyone who fought in the Korean War on television talks about it as, like, we don't talk about the Korean War, right? So, um, oh, man. That was those last generations of dude that stopped talking about what they experienced in the army. But that's not really a good mom. That's just a good wife. But it affects the child and everybody around. She keeps mm-hmm. Eric is able to there be are more, a little there, shithead. There are if you're a mom, you've got the job of being a mom, and in that scenario, it's argumentative that you could say what it has. Like, and you, Red never actually beats Eric. No, he threatens to. No. He threatens to put a foot in an ass, but he never actually hits him. And for the time, pretty damn impressive. And you were using that as a defense for Elaine earlier. And yeah. I'll use that as a defense now. Kitty never even threatens to hit anybody. Kitty Foreman, I'm and sorry, And she Martin. keeps red Kitty from Foreman. hitting people. Kitty Thank Foreman. You. Kitty Foreman. Don't they have a daughter that doesn't even show up anymore? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the other we don't child, talk about Michael? Lord. That's what we never considered, the other child. She, be, she came back <laughs> as a different actor? What happened to the other child? She just, just vanished. We don't talk about Lori. We are all in the quarterfinal. Lori's or, a variable. That was the quarterfinal. Now we're, now we're all in the semifinal. Uh, Exciting. So first up, I'm judging. This is a tough one. Seed 16 versus seed 13. We got Jeanine Stifler from Jimmy versus Elaine Miller from Mark. Um, Jimmy, you go first. I mean, porn trend. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jennifer Coolidge as a person. Like, she seems so wonderful. Uh, she lets all those kids have that, not just one party, but multiple parties at that house. And that's just it. Michael. And hangs out in a room by herself. It's a, Exactly. doesn't Isn't <clears throat> bothering them. Just stays on her own. Lets them have fun. That was always the place to be. I, I don't know if you guys were cool in high school, but <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> and when you got to go to those house parties, they were always a pretty fucking good time. You know what? Every house party that I remember as a Jimmy child. Jimmy Fox. <laughs> no, every house party I remember when the parents were at, they were like, yeah, just don't be an idiot. That's okay. all it took. All right. Any more floor? I don't think I need any more. Okay. They're no, rich. No more floor. Floor Martin? So rich. I mean, her parenting style speaks for itself. What could you say? Like, I mean, it's it's it's... It's very revolutionary. It's something that wasn't seen as a style at the time. Like she did, she did outside the box thinking. If you want something with a like, criteria of a good outside the box thinking, what she does in her parenting style is compromise. And I think compromise is the best thing in a good relationship. And that's the best outcome for everybody because no one's really upset, but no one's really happy. So you compromise. That's what a compromise is. When she drives, she she allows him to go to the rock concert at the very beginning, but yeah. drives him. That's the compromise. I have to drive you and pick you up. But you can go to this rock concert where there's going to be drugs, there's going to be alcohol, there's going to be lots of women. <sighs> but I'm going to be picking you kid. up after. Yeah. But I'm picking you up after. Motherfucker. Like, that's compromise. Motherfucker didn't even touch on this aspect. Nope. Two rounds prior. No, and I it. was like. Saved it. Saved it. All right. That's All right. a good move. It's, it's, the, it's it. unfortunately his winning move because. She went farther than I thought she would. <laughs> she totally went farther than I thought she would for this one. But that's what happens when she it's... fucked a seventeen-year-old boy. No, he was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I well, wanted like, bad okay. mom bracket at the end. <laughs> Honestly, though, like I, I, I do appreciate what she's done for the genre of <laughs> just a legend. The, you know, a legend in her own right. Uh, she's the b- reason behind a hashtag. No, all... a salute. Well, that's the first time. 
like just giving her her like Jennifer Coolidge or Stifler's mom her her props is that you know she that's a that's a uh, a genre that we never even knew about until that movie came you out. You didn't even know you were sick degenerates. <laughs> yeah, no, until that no, movie. No, like, turned oh, me yeah. on. Until turned me on. <laughs> And that's customer service giving me what I want when I don't even have to Why ask for it. That's hard? that's trending on all the on Pornhub. That's the one of the number one things trending on Pornhub is is stepmom but, mom shit. So a salute to you, Jennifer all, Coolidge. All jokes aside, Jennifer Coolidge is the shit. Yep. Watch White yeah. Lotus. We're glad you're back. Not that she went anywhere. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So there is our first finalist. Exciting. Elaine Miller by Martin. Uh, mm. Now, Martin, you judge. You judge me oh, and Jimmy. Got it. Uh, judge. Carmela Soprano versus Kitty Foreman. <laughs> I'm gonna, this is a boxing match I'd I'm love to see. I'm going to take a chance in my opening argument. I'm going to say Kitty Foreman can outdrink Carmela. Wow. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. But the Alizette. I'm a chance. What about the Alizette that they drink uh, you know, all the time around the, the, the family nothing. dinners? That's just regular old Italian drinking. Okay. What Kitty Carmella Foreman be does, sipping on that sacramental communion wine, though. That's true. The Foremans go to church. <laughs> and I know... I've, Kitty mixes her drinks with the whole bottle. She makes Red's <laughs> drinks before he gets home. And what do you think she's doing all day? She's slamming back drinks to help these kids. And I think there's <laughs> something beautiful about that. <clears throat> Wine mom's fun. You want the plate. I don't know. When do you ever see Carmela's dud kids even bringing other people home? Like, they they don't even have friends. Eric's got all these friends and cool people that he brings by all the time. Sure. You have them in the basement. They talk movies. You make them cookies and things. It's a nice relationship. But the show isn't called AJ and Meadow. <laughs> yeah, it certainly <laughs> isn't, Michael. You're right about that. Because these kids are fucking duds. Uh, what I'm saying is, is the kids don't <laughs> matter because what Carla does. Yeah, that's see, how Carmela feels. What, what Carmela. What, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that. What Carm does as a mom is she understands her place in the world of crime once she gets there. She doesn't blitz. She doesn't go for the divorce papers. Okay. As much as Kitty is a great community mom and all of them share her and use her, Kitty's got nothing up against what happens if Carm leaves. So the idea of mothering through crime, murder, a house built on blood and bones from... from Red's killed people. Yeah, but he killed them. <laughs> he didn't kill them for money. You don't know that. He got paid to do it, but he didn't kill them for not paying the fucking juice on a loan. Okay. Okay. So like, you've got a family being raised in a cyclone, of of secrets, of of just absolute uncertainty because she knows Tony's hiding Sounds something. Sounds pretty scary. It's insanely scary and it's not the environment you should raise a child in, but what happens? Then she raised two take irresponsible. Take these duds that you're throwing around here and compare them to the situation that they're in. For the situation that they're in, they're all sitting at a table at the end of the show having a family dinner. So not all hope is lost. You can take the ending from what you will. I know it's a very debated topic. I don't think he was shot, but what I'm saying is is we end with the family going to their favorite restaurant. Meadow shows up all on her own, so she makes an effort to come because she wants to see her mom. Even the episode when Carmela wants to take Meadow out for tea and breaks the barrier down because Meadow's getting too old for that dumb shit. Yeah. Right? And, like, trying to break through to AJ's inability to work with girls and, and you know, in his father's footsteps, right? Like a dud. 
He's not a he's a dud because of Tony, not because of Carm. You need to just Carm. give up on him. Whenever they whenever they fight about it, it's always Tony that's the reason the kids are scared. They're not scared because of Carm. And when she sees money in the coffee can or knows a gun is sitting around the house, she knows the kids' upbringing and keeping the family together is what will save her. That's I way think, more mothering in a time of craziness than Kitty ever had to do. I think with. that Michael says a lot of words and tries to distract <laughs> you by speaking for five uninterrupted minutes. It's called a filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> when I get going, right, I get going. Jimmy, Jimmy, give me 30 seconds, sum it up, and then Michael, after that, you 30 seconds, sum it up. I'll try. Never any fear that anyone's going to die in Kitty Foreman's house. Yeah, very true. <laughs> the children don't have to worry about if they're going to die every day or if their dad's going to come home or I don't know. That just truly sounds like a nightmare, the idea of motherhood that you've pitched. I feel bad for Carmela. I feel bad for her too, but... I would say if you have anything left in the pocket, guys, don't hold back. Because <laughs> the last, I think the last round, we're just going to sum up everything and yeah. try to compare. Yeah, yeah. So the, don't hold back. So, um, all right, fair enough. Uh, Carm is being cheated on and still throughout all of her pride and disrespect has the, has the wherewithal to mother girl stand up for yourself. It's of the time, man. (laughs) It's of the lifestyle. It was 2002. No, but (laughs) kitties from the seventies. You want to talk about the time and stick in with your man. (laughs) She stuck with her man after a war, Michael and raised children with him and bought a home with him. And they have genuine love for each other. And mine is constantly fighting one. That she's involved in. And that's unfortunate for her, but it doesn't make her a good mother. It makes her a stronger mother. It makes her a mother who knows... A strong mother would get her children out of there. Well, but at what risk? There's no divorce in Catholic Italian families. There's no way of leaving. Yes, there is. (laughs) Okay, not fucking witness protection. You think all these Catholic moms just... They're like, I don't know. I I, I can't get a divorce unless he says yes. (laughs) From New York. (laughs) New Jersey, whatever. Whatever, yeah, through the turnpike. Um, yeah, no, I just, I, I, you've got, it's constant anxiety in that house, and she is. I agree. She is the sail that keeps them true. It's not a place to raise children. There's no, I know there's not a place and to raise children. That's why they're duds. Martin? Oh, <laughs> I'm going this way just because there was something that I was looking for that no one mentioned, oh. that someone didn't mention. They're both hot. <laughs> no, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Uh, but this is how I'll, I'll, I'll say it after, but this is how I'll argue it. Let's look at the end result. Okay. 90 show. Stephen Hyde is probably in jail. They don't say anything. Probably in jail. That's what you assume. <laughs> Listen to the judge. Um, Kitty's daughter. <laughs> what the fuck happened to her? She was written out of the show. What the fuck happened to her? <laughs> That's not a Kitty's fault. That's just the writers. <laughs> But I mean, I gotta give it to Mike's point. Ah. Like it just, it. I I think, oh, it's tough. To Mike's point, I think Carmela did have the harder time of raising kids, and in the end, the end result was it'd be her kids did turn out fine. AJ did get his life together. He got a job uh, as like um in like event planning. Yep. Which is what he was always good at. His strength was always partying. So how do we put that into his strength? Event planning. Um, Meadow goes to university. A lawyer, like a full fledged lawyer. 
They so, had I mean, and they come together at the end. You guys talk about them like they're this disadvantaged family living in the ghetto. The three of they... the three of them are involved in something that none of them had a choice in. They can literally do anything they want because of the position their family is in and the money they have. Yes. All of them could have went to college and got excellent careers. Very Jimmy, I'm picking, I'm picking Kimmy Kimmy because get him you college. Eric did get into college. Let me just say, Jimmy, I'm only picking Carmelo because you missed one huge piece what is that? that you did not mention. Kitty's a fucking nurse. That's true. She raised those kids and with a full-time has, job. Yeah, you're right. I and you that. never mentioned that. And that's why I'm not picking you because that's a huge part of the argument. You should have mentioned that. I just think that you're you should picking Carmela Carmela Soprano because of all these adversities, but they aren't actually adversities and the kids didn't have to deal with any of that they got to they just they got to do whatever they wanted aj got to party and turn that into a career because they have the means to do so it had nothing to do with the parenting but those means are but you get a really good like you get a, a really graphic look time. at what a, like, a north american family is like a really really dark look to, like to a what real you're saying, look of this north american family yeah to what you're saying though jimmy like Carmela knows that it's ill-gotten. Carmela knows it's stolen, cheated, or whatever. It's not made in the proper way. There is no security, and that's what she's doing. She's working with no security. Yes, you're saying the end result is privilege and being able to do all these things, but Meadows' tuition could be ripped out as you, soon as Tony goes to jail. You guys probably think billionaires are having a hard time and that no, they're lonely. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. Take away the money from the aspect. She... Whether or not there was money to be able to do it, we could say whatever successful outcomes Meadow and AJ have, those are part of the story. Those are things that were written in the characters. But what Martin's saying, I think, is they succeeded despite the I constant I think they would have hurricane. done it with whoever was their mother. I don't know. Carmel's... I think you insert Kitty Foreman into that position, those kids turn out better. Veal Carmesan is the <laughs> fucking shit, man. Anyways, all right, Jimmy, you get to vote. You get to you you, you oh, get good. You get to pick. Let's who just wins. pick. Well, I wonder Soprano. who I'm gonna go Let's with, Michael. <laughs> Let's pick Carmela Soprano for the final. F -f -f Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> we are absolutely not because I do not agree with the last round, and I knew I would be angry again. <laughs> I don't even want to pick Elaine Miller. I think this is wrong. <laughs> I think you guys do this purposely to me every time we pick terrible fucking dogs. And somehow the mom bracket has ended up worse than the dog bracket. On the positives of your pick, Jimmy, Stifler's mom made it way further than she should have. Oh, God. We you, gave you a long you, leash with that one. You carry a her. long leash, Jimmy. You a almost brought leash. her across the finish line. Man. Elaine Miller wins, <laughs> based on sheer motherhood and ability. Yes, I agree. I agree. If we're just, just, just <laughs> I hate the brackets. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay, what, what could I have said? I could have said, uh, all right, so. Carmella, we've already talked about being cheated on. We've already talked about the atmosphere that she works in. Um, she she still does what she wants to do for herself, actually. Like she does go out, she does she's like, you know what? If this is what I if, if this is what I'm gonna put up with, I'm gonna make it benefit me. And she figures out how to work with the system, right? She doesn't like it, she doesn't agree with it. She wants to go to church, but she buries her morals in the sand a little bit and she's like, All right, fine. If this is the life I have to live, then let me get mine. That's maybe what I would have said. Martin, what would you have said? 
just reiterate what I said. I mean, she, like, she, her parenting style is great. It's compromise. Compromise is a good parenting style. Speaking to her child like an actual person. Well, not as a child. She has a PhD too. And she's you... single. She's PhD psychology. And you know what? She doesn't hit her child. Carmela slaps AJ. He fucking deserves it. That kid's a dud. That's right. She does <laughs> slap AJ. And beating your child is wrong always. Elaine Miller. Unless he's a dud. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, eight AJ. <laughs> Jimmy, I would have picked Kitty if you uh, see. The thing is, like, you had to say that one important yeah. thing that you never mentioned. I would have picked Kitty, but you never mentioned it. She and was I was waiting too. for it. And as a as a judge, I'm like, well, there's so much more ammunition you can use for Kitty. I get it. She raises kids, but she's also raising them as a full time worker. Like yep. she works full time. There's a portion of the show where Rem got forth. laid off, and she was the one who had to work. The wrong mom won today. <laughs> and you guys have to live with that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> when we get the hate mail, I don't want it directed at me. Elaine <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miller right, won. That right. was a good choice. That was a great choice. I agree. Frances McDormand, powerhouse actress. Like all the all the things point to yes. Yeah. I'm glad it almost didn't go the right way, but did in the I'm end. Uh, um, so I said top of the show that we should re- tell listener maybe a moment in our lives with our moms where they did something movie terrific and or, or embarrassed you or whatever. Some sort of movie story about your mom that you could share. Uh, Martin, yours was three, and you said she fought for you. Care to tell us? I got into a fight. Oh. As a three-year-old? As a, As a three-year-old. What were you arguing about? <laughs> Pacifier? So I, just moved, I just moved from the Philippines to the U.S., the California. I didn't speak very good English. And we were out. I can't remember where. I think we were in Santa Barbara because we were just, we were just vacationing as a family. For what it's worth, Martin, and I like, didn't speak very good English at three. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't speak. I didn't. I don't think I spoke any English yeah. at three. Like I was all speaking Tagalog. Like I. Yeah. So basically, I was. We were out, and then there was these two kids. One was like my age, and the other one was like probably five or six. Two brothers. They were trying to talk to me, but I didn't speak any English. So they kept like making fun of me because I couldn't speak English. Yeah. And then I just couldn't take it. The kid was like doing, you know, that chicken, the, when we oh, do that yeah. chicken thing? He oh, kept yeah. doing that because I, I, he thought I was too afraid to speak. So what I did was the six-year-old, the one, the bigger one, I fucking decked him right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> he went crying to his mom, who's a white kid, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Good. He went crying to his mom. And then the mom comes up to my mom. And then my mom just looks at him and like, what? The kid was bullying my kid. Yeah, what? What do you expect? What do you expect me to fucking do about this? Yeah. And totally. then that, the other mom just walked away, didn't say anything. Yeah, I think the he mom just was a total gangster. She's like, oh man, that's a pretty fucking cool story. I like that you punched the bigger one too. Yeah, no, I do too. Oh yeah, fuck that. I, I punched the bigger, punched the biggest guy in in prison, and no one will. <laughs> you fuck knew with that me. at three. Yeah. That's that's L A. raising for you right there. Yeah. Uh, mine. I was like, I was like fourteen. I just sprained my ankle. And uh, it's also based on this was a couple of years ago. He's lying. No, (laughs) no. uh, Was it in Vegas? No, no, it was not in Vegas. It was I'd sprained my ankle in the basketball game and someone said that I was talking trash about somebody. I think that was the the scenario. No, I wasn't. Honestly, I wasn't. It was. You weren't shaking and baking like Kevin Bacon and talking some smack. No, was talking smack. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) It was it was I wasn't even there at the event in question. Uh, but while I was healing up, everybody started chatting, and then this guy was like, I'm going to kick the shit out of him, so my mom had to drive me to school because I had sprained my ankle. So I walked into the playground, and guy comes up to me and starts 
give me what four and I'm on crutches. Yeah, and, what the fuck? <laughs> and and like he's about to swing at me, and like I'm I'm of the impression that my mom left. Yeah, and like she, I'm on my own now. <laughs> yeah, but she went and waited in the McDonald's parking lot across the street and stood there. John Pritchard. John Pritchard. <laughs> and uh, came over in her red coat and broke up the fight in front of about 200 kids. So there will be no fighting. You go away. You come with me. And then she took me over to McDonald's and I was like, I can't go back to school ever, ever again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, what did you just fucking do? And she was like, I was protect. I was like, you weren't protecting me. You just made everything worse. <laughs> now I'm the biggest target ever. Right. Like now I'm now I'm the guy whose mom fights for him after he sprains his fucking ankle. But like, I mean, looking back, it's obviously what you do for love and, and all that stuff. But like, she's not going to watch you get your ass yeah, kicked you on the no, ass no, kick, man. Right. But like, especially with a sprained ankle, Mike, you're fighting on a on a deficit. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm oh, he was fine at that point. He was just doing it for sympathy. Pretty much, yeah, it's swelling and swelling. He did yeah. like an Italian soccer player dive. Yeah. But, yeah. So like, that's like to me, that's like a movie moment where like your mom embarrasses the shit out of you. It always happens at least once. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? What do you got for us? Uh, well, when I used to, anytime I was at home, and my mom would kick me in the ass anytime I bent over to pick anything up. <laughs> just a fun thing (laughs) like i had some friends over one day and i was maybe like 15 16 and i bent over to pick something up and she kicked too low and just hoofed me right in the nuts right in front of (laughs) and they didn't know the context that this is something that she always does so they just saw my mom a five foot two woman walk up and just kick me in the nuts for no reason from behind that's hilarious they're like oh this is what happens when jimmy does anything wrong (laughs) i gotta meet your mom one day oh my god that's (laughs) so awesome it was just like a fun thing She just, I don't know, because she usually, like, you kick, like, a soccer ball, like, with the side of your foot, and she'd kick me in the ass, but she just went full foot real low. Dude, your mom wins today. Yeah, I don't know what she did. Yeah, that's dope. (laughs) I want to meet this lady. Your mom wins the debate. Your mom wins the bracket. That's amazing that she It's why I don't have an ass now. (laughs) (laughs) Fully kicked in. Oh, shit. That's funny. Dude, your mom kicked your ass. (laughs) Every day. Seriously. (laughs) Every day. Well. Uh, listener, thank you for tuning that was a fun in. One. That was a lot of fun. I'm still mad. That was fun. I know. <laughs> That's fine. We can talk. It's we, 420. Yeah, probably it's perfect time. Ooh, I'm gonna take that edible now. There you go. <laughs> take the other half some of pasta. it. <laughs> I gotta eat some pasta. I got some Italian yeah, sausage and some. I'm starving. Yeah, we're gonna tomatoes let you go and listen. some onions, some lots of garlic. Uh, if this Ooh, is your first. Some uh, penne. If this is your first time, listener, uh, subscribe, like, follow wherever you're listening to us. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast. That's the That's free. That's the best thing you can do. It is. It's free. It's cheap. It's easy. And uh, if you like us, then there's uh, it only benefits you a lot more than it benefits us. Actually, that's a lie. Keep an eye out for us. Uh, movies in the park. Movies all over the city kind of thing. Yeah. Follow us on our Instagram page because that's where everything is. And if we're doing Don't miss out. movies in the park, like Jimmy said, this summer, uh, if we're showing a movie somewhere, if we're going to do a talk somewhere. We've got things planned. It's going to be a nice summer. It's going to be uh, it's going to be stellar. We're going to do outside podcasts on the deck this year. Yep. Oh, yeah. fun. So, you'll listener, you can listen to some birdies like and... Pete Davidson and John Bernthal. Exactly. <laughs> but just not as much production. Why do they got to dress the same? Right. That's what <laughs> in toques, nonetheless. Like that was that was weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, follow us: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The Real Debaters Podcast on Facebook. Real Debaters Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's the R E E spelling of it all. And RD Podcast Shorts is on YouTube at RD Podcast Shorts, the Real Debaters Podcast. Search either or 
that's where our clips are. So if you just want to. You've wanna, got that attention span. <laughs> yeah. So it's built for a minute. I don't know. Perfect what, clips. Go go look, and then maybe that'll sex you into wanting to listen to us a little yeah. bit more. Uh, besides that, I've been uh, Carmela Soprano. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> What's wrong, Kitty? Fuck you. <laughs> Out in Vancouver? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I have been, um, my son has been kidnapped by rock stars. <laughs> Watch all the movies, kids. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Well, I'm the dude. To you fair Spanish ladies. <laughs>